Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Oh yes, Otto von Klein. You know, Icon. That, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, good point that uh, he sort of makes there. Even though it was, it really sounds like he was just blurting something out. It was a good point. We should probably get that sort of that show liner intro thing. Um, you know, with auto added to it. I think that would be kind of cool. I, I know we were pondering the idea of getting Doug Masters put on. Uh, I, I, again, I don't know what happened with him, but, um, but we should get, definitely get auto put onto it. I think that would be, um, you know, only the right thing to do. But anyways, uh, but guys, um, watching Raw here, again, still in the Performance Center, uh, still no fans, um, still not super wild about it, but... Just, just wondering, I know, Otto, you mentioned something off the air about you thought it was kind of a cool idea with what they're doing with this money in the bank thing. Uh, what I mean, what do you – it looks to me like like it's the same old money in the bank we've always seen. Though. What's so different here? I believe they're going to start it off actually in the corporate office down at the parking lot, and they're going to cruise all the way to the top of the building, to, you know, all the way to, the, I imagine, the, the roof or whatever the uh, – the balcony, and you know, we'll see what happens. But I mean, you just got to give, I personally got to give WWE credit because I mean, think about it. Right now, what else would we be doing if they weren't putting on shows for us? So, you know, well, I had to talk last night. Well, here's the thing I don't know how big a sports, I mean, well, actually, I, I do know how big a sports fan you guys are, but I don't know how big of uh, especially basketball fans you are. But uh, right. I had to cover it. I had to cover it with the station last night. That uh, the first two episodes of that Jordan documentary uh, were were ridiculous. They smashed uh, ESPN viewership records uh, wow. like crazy. And and it was you know because it was an injection of NBA. I mean not only that but you know Jordan for a lot of people my age is mystifying because we you know we weren't there 
you know, that's that's almost like, put it this way, that's almost like me going back and watching, you know, old Shawn Michaels. Not, not 98 Shawn Michaels that lost to Austin, but mid-90s Michaels. That's kind of like me going back and watching Sid Vicious or Vader or, you know, the Ultimate Warrior, Roddy Piper, guys like that who who were wrestling when I was a kid, but I was too young to realize it. Same thing with Michael Jordan. I was aware of who he was, but never really got to soak in the greatness. So I, I, I like what they're doing with that. Um, I was thinking maybe wrestling and WWE should do something like that as well. They should um, be replaying some old classics um, or replaying or doing a documentary type of thing. Um, well, they, particular do they, do on, they do that on FS1. Yeah, but I'm talking about, I mean, not everybody has FS1 on their cable package. I'm talking about, like, with Raw, they should do something, maybe a 10-minute tribute look back. Because, I mean, what are people going to do? They're going to say, oh, shit, that's so-and-so. That looks cool. Or what are they going to do? They're going to Google it, and they're going to YouTube it, and or they're going to go to the network. Or they're going to run some badass video package, because they have the money to put together a badass video package. They'll put together a video package and say, uh, you know, on the network, you know, check out so-and-so's thing on the network. People are going to go on it. If they don't have the network already, shit, well, there, there's another sign-up right there. I mean, you just got to draw people in because for the most part, people are sheep, and, and people are going to do what you tell them to do if you give them something that, if you give them something that um, you know, is perceived value. Whether it's value or not, if it's perceived value, if they go on and go, wow, that looks so cool, I want to see that, all right, well, I'll sign up for the network, it's only $9.99, blah, 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 boom, 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 you get all these new sign, you know, sign-ups, and all of a sudden, you know, your month doesn't look so bad financially anymore. So I just, there are certain ways to do stuff, marketing and different things, but, uh, but anywho, uh, how's everybody doing this week? I'm good. You're good, Granny? Good, good. Yeah, for the most part, I'm good. So. Granny just Icon, wants to you? yell at someone. She wants to yell at someone. I could just feel that. <laughs> Believe me, you have no, you have no idea what kind of withdrawals I've been having here lately, guys. It's, I mean, the only thing that's keeping me going is our show, and listening to other podcasts. That I mean, I listen to one every Thursday night at. 8 o'clock central time called WCW Retro. And I tell you that he gets everybody on the line that calls in and we talk old school wrestling. We talk favorite dream match. I mean, it's it's awesome. <laughs> and so a big <laughs> shout out to my good friend Papa Stro Stro, Maestro, whatever we want to call him. I mean, this guy used to, this guy used to wrestle for WCW back in the day, guys. And I, I tell you, he it. is absolutely amazing. I love being on that podcast with him. So he's he. I mean, as a caller, I mean, we have so much fun with that show. It's it's absolutely amazing. So big old shout out to my big friend Papa Stro out there. Whoa, I have a question real quick. I know Icon, he's really flustered right now, and I kind of understand why. Icon, can you just let the world know before you let us know about the guest? Can you let us know what really grinds your gears? Well, you know, I'll tell you, I, uh, 
you know, I'm trying to stay positive in all this. You know, uh, I, I guess I'm not letting it get get to me, but uh, there there is something I do want to address, though, and it's not it doesn't have anything to do currently with what I'm dealing with, but uh, there is something I do want to address. Uh, I found out that my former company, the company that screwed me, by the way, mm-hmm. go back and watch the, the YouTube live video that the icon did on that. Uh, found out that uh, someone from that company who will go uh, nameless, uh, those of you who know me know what the company is, but uh, found yeah. out it's all over the news, so it's not like I'm breaking secrets or anything. Uh, they, uh, uh, an employee there uh, came down with the coronavirus. Okay. Yeah, and? And, uh, and I had uh, made the comment online that... Uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me a company like this uh, who expects you to be at work, they never shut down, who expects you to be at work in a fucking raging blizzard, uh, which caused me to get in a car accident a couple of years back, if you guys remember that story. Because uh, they, they don't really fucking care about their coworkers. And uh, I was having problems with some of my coworkers, and uh, I had uh, brought that up to upper management. And uh, let me tell you, how warm-hearted the management at this place is. They suspended me, and then they called me on the phone, and they fired my ass. That's how compassionate they are. <laughs> Man, you know what? I would have fired your ass, too, Icon. Oh, boy. Yeah, well. No, I'm playing, bro. You know I'm messing with you. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, and then they fucking... Uh, they fucking uh, dumped my fucking shit outside, uh, outside my fucking apartment complex. Uh, you know, I mean, wh- who who fucking does that? Who the, who the fuck throws Otto Von Clutch 8x10s on the street like that and all the other crap you got? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you mention that because... Uh, uh, it was uh, some of the stuff that was in my uh, that was in my uh, my desk drawer. Uh, of course it was, and you know what really grinds my gear is when you need to move, and you've been helping everyone move. Or everyone, whenever they need someone to move for them, you let them move. You help them move, and then what happens when you finally got to move and you need some help? They're not there, brah, and you go and you get that surfboard and you just paddle all out to the sunset, bro, and catch some waves. Cause you know what? Screw it. Just leave all the stuff in the house and start over. Yeah, bro. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I know it, Icon. But let's get back on track here, Icon. Who is our guest tonight? Uh, Well, uh, should be calling in in about four minutes. Uh, uh, we have uh, the Stinger. Not the Stinger, but the Stinger. Uh, he'll be the Stinger? Us. Uh, we, also, we have Mark Ross. And we have um, a guy known by, uh, what I like about this guy, he's known by four different names. So uh, we'll talk to him, Ryan Keyes Crockett McBride. He's going to be fun. He just had uh, Rob Van Dam on his show just a little bit ago. Fantastic. You know what? On that note of RVD, happy 420 to our listeners because, you know what? Light one up for the Rob Van Dam. Yeah, and that's just, that's what he was talking about, four twenty, which is kinda funny. Man, so. 
loops on us. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear that. My goodness, here we go. There he is. Now I hear you better. I'm here. I'm here. But anywho. So, our first guest called from an 845 number. 845, gotcha. And just so everyone knows, right now, actually, when this uh, show goes off the air tonight, you could go on and check out on Instagram, Smart Mark Video, IWTV, and Hood Slam is going to be showing a show from the past, FTF10. I was there. I was a lifeguard referee because it was a drowning match, the first ever drowning match. So you can catch that tonight on uh, the beautiful IWTV. So, Icon, Icon, we have our guest on, the fellow New Yorker uh, with the 845 number, a little bit bit downstate from from Albany, but uh, they are on. If you want to go through your thing, uh, I will will put them through. Yeah, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping on the green room, walking down the aisle, about to step through the ropes right now, a man that – would give the real guy a run for his money in his look alone. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the stinger. Hey, guys, this is Scorpion the Assassin. Uh, you guys are listening to the Attitude Area Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. Um, there seems to be an uh, issue with uh, your phone there, Stinger. I don't know uh, what that is. Yeah, it seems to be a little a little staticky. I'm not sure if that's your phone or what exactly that is. Um, how's this? Uh, should we try calling him? I mean, if you want to, I, it sounds a little better now. Let's let's get into it. I have the number written down. If it gets really bad, I'll I'll try calling back and calling him and see if it's if it's different. Uh, What's going well, on, bro? You're on the air live. So it was um, your uh, your phone is really staticky. I don't know what the issue with that is. Can you hear that? Um, I can totally hear you guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah when we when we uh, when we it's hear like you, it's like a really bad like it sounds like old TV static, and it happens every once in a while. Um, with with uh, with some callers that we get in, I don't know if it's a particular cell carrier or a particular type of um, reception or where you're at or whatnot. Um, I want to want to give him a call and see if it see if it works if I call from this end. All right, uh, yeah, Stinger, uh, we're gonna call you right back. All right. Give me one second. Right, I can figure it out. Okay, uh, we're gonna call you right here. back. That's what we call UFOs, folks. There was some freaking alien circuit breaker that was going through the line. They were tapping the hotline, bruh. And that also proves that this show is live. So if anybody thought it was tape, it was tape, we would have cut that out. Think about that. Well, there's not really any way. You've got to have it come from the heart. You can't go back. There's not really any way to cut that out, though. You know? Yeah. There's not really a way to cut that. Let's see. Call. Let's call this finger guy. This this guy. One more time here. Because I had a guy messaging me saying that we weren't really live. We were taped. No, we're not actually taped. (laughs) 
what, what, you can tell right now that we're live just based on, on issues like this. This doesn't happen on taped shows. All right, let's try one yeah, more. Do you, do you think sleepy, sleepy uh, Big Swing would fall asleep like that? No. Well, well, yeah, no, exactly. We want to cut that out. And Hello? Thing. We can't oh, that's much that. clearer. There we go. I don't much know clearer? There we go. Yeah, I don't know right. if it was okay. something from the switchboard. We're, 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 like, like the switchboard calling makes it clearer, but you're good to go now, brother. Awesome. Right. Okay, that's great. We're, 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 we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to do the introduction all over again, then we're going to start fresh. All right? Here we go. Ready? Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to step through the ropes right now. He is a man that would give the actual guy a run for his money because he looks actually better and younger than the original guy. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the singer. Hey, guys, this is Scorpion the Assassin. You guys are listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and granny holster. Thank you guys so much for having me. Hey, bro, let's hey, go. First right. off, I got I to gotta cut you off. Do you really call yourself the singer, or is this something that icon is just uh, – kind of putting you on the spot with <laughs> actually I, I gotta say ever since doing the face paint it's something that uh it just kind of just mollied along with it um when i actually got to meet uh steve well well staying in in person um we had a conversation about the face paint we got a conversation about the whole look and doing doing the death drop and doing the death lock and everything and he thought it was awesome and uh, I got to be told that a lot of the guys still call me Stinger. So, you know, do I have your blessing with this? And and uh, we chuckled for a few minutes, and he said, absolutely. If, if I can run with it, run with it. So, And I've been running with it. So, so you dropped now, a couple grand, and singer, you're like, you bro, I want to be the next Stinger. All right, so here's how we'll do it. Uh, uh, I'm going to have you give a little background about yourself, and I'm going to ask you some questions. Then we'll go around the room, and then uh, we'll come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the uh, – the hard-hitting questions, as they say in the radio biz. So uh, give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, talk to you. Sure, absolutely. Um, I I got into wrestling just like a lot of people when I was really young. Um, I found out through my late grandmother that I actually had uh, family members uh, take part of different federations. Uh, I had a grandfather that worked for Stu Hart's uh, promotion. I had another one that worked for the uh, the WWF back in the day. Um, and in fact, one of my aunts actually uh, hit Bobby the Brain Heenan with her purse because uh, she wanted to, you know, you know, get a hug from Andre the Giant. But uh, I grew up with, with wrestling. Um, I got away from it for quite a few years. And then um, while I was tattooing at the time, I bumped into somebody and, you know, he had his own little private, you know, little fed going on. And, um, we, we we started doing some things, and next thing I know, uh, I I resurrected the <clears throat> Wrestling Federation, something that started with my cousins when we were about uh, nine, ten years old in our front yard, and uh, it went from the yard, you know, with five-gallon buckets for posts to having a professional 18-by-18 18 18 WWE oh, ring. So, with, you know, with that being said and how you got your start, uh, and you, you know, you told, uh, you know, your friends and your relatives that you were uh, going to become a wrestler. Was there any like, oh yeah, rights, or were they behind you one hundred percent? How did that uh, come about? Um, I gotta say, uh, the cousins that I was doing the wrestling with, they thought it was really cool. Um, my one cousin uh, who wrestled with us for a short period of time, 
him and I, we had some classic matches. I, I can say when we were really younger, um, he, he jumped on board right away. And, um, my, my parents completely thought I was nuts. And then, um, you know, once they seen it in action kind of a deal, they, 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 they still thought I was nuts, but, um, uh, they actually love it. They get they get so into it, and uh, my fiance that I have, uh, she is tremendously supportive. She does so much for us. Um, she was very very hesitant with her kids getting involved, and now now her her son's involved. The her two daughters are doing it and everything. So it definitely turned into me wanting to wrestle to turning it into pretty much a family, family thing. Uh, we have the Scorpion as our guest here. we got uh, 26 minutes here. So, now, when you wrestle, would you consider yourself to be a technical wrestler like Bret Hart, a high flyer like Rey Mysterio, or are you that grunty style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, you know what, to be honest with you, it really goes by what the situation calls for. As far as the high flyer, I can't do any of the high flying stuff. Um, but I spent a lot of years getting the technical aspect down pretty well. And, uh, if it calls for, I got to get in, in the ring and do some brawling. I can definitely pull off some brawling. So definitely more technical than brawling though. And, uh, when you, when you're out in the ring there, are you, uh, are you a baby face, a heel, an in the betweeny, or are you uh, more of the, what the crowd thinks you're going to be that night? Um, for the past few years, uh, I, I've been I've been a pretty good uh, baby face, as they say. Um, there are some talks, there are some buzzes going around, including what's going on here in in the uh, UWF that uh, that might change. Um, some things going down here that's kind of, you know, shifting me into a different direction. And, uh, but it's mostly been a baby face. Well, with that being said, uh, Granny, we got uh, a, a gentleman here that, that could be on the Kabuki-ish side. So uh, what do you have for our guest there, Granny? Uh, 24 minutes. Go ahead. Well, hello. I'm Granny Holkster. I'm I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a huge fan of the sport. I've and. But Granny does not like the heels, so I'm glad to hear that you're not a heel right now because if you were, <laughs> I'd probably have to talk some pretty good smack to you, which I can do pretty good. I I am known at independent wrestling shows in Arkansas and Oklahoma where I've attended and other places that I can talk some pretty good smack when I have to to the heels. But one of my oh, questions is, <clears throat> I guess, um, number one, what was it like? to actually meet Sting because I have always wanted to meet Sting. I've never had the opportunity to meet him. I've always wanted to, but what was it like to actually get to talk to him and, you know, get to hang out with him and just kind of share your stories, you know, with each other? What was that like for you? Um, I really got to say it was utterly amazing. Um, there was two gentlemen, well, there was, there was four gentlemen that I really, really wanted to meet. Um, and, and Sting was definitely top of the line. And, um, when I had the opportunity to meet him, it was at, you know, just a regular show signing and then, but, uh, managed to, you know, get him off to the side a little bit have a bit of a small conversation and, um, very, very awesome guy. Very, very humble. Um, 
there are a lot of wrestlers in the industry that kind of, you know, put themselves up on a pedestal. And uh, Steve is very, very humble, very, very thankful for, you know, a lot of opportunities that he had. And uh, when we were discussing um, Scorpion the Assassin and, you know, what I portray and what I do, uh, one of the questions that he had was, why do I do it? Why do I do the face paint, stuff like that? And I, I explained to him the face paint is a kind of a mix between keeping with my Native American tradition. You know, they would wear, wear the war paint when they go out to battle. And um, for me, doing the moves, doing the face paint in certain ways, it was always a way to pay tribute. So for me, it was more along the lines of somebody would see the face paint and the first person that they would think of would be Sting. And people see the Deathlock, they would think of Sting, they would think of Bret Hart. That was my way to keep their their legacies, their their memories alive kind of deal. It wasn't so much about me. It was about keeping their their legacies going and alive and everything. And that, that I think is what completely won him over. And he was very supportive and, and to this day is very supportive. So it's awesome. Very, very great guy. That's that's awesome. Okay. I guess another question that I might have, you know, as we all know, and I know it's pretty much everywhere that I, that I'm familiar with. I mean, everywhere that I've seen, you know, Right now, during this uncertainty of times that, you know, we're facing right now, you know, independent shows just are not happening. And, you know, I live in Arkansas, and, you know, we're hoping to be able to start having shows again, just like everybody else's. I mean, in your opinion, how hard do you think that it might be for an independent show like once things start kind of opening back up and we can kind of start having wrestling again, how difficult do you think it's going to be as a wrestler for you to be able to get back into the swing of, of doing the independent shows again? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I have, I have, I have spoken to, uh, some very, some very close friends that are on the indie scene and, um, uh, after after a few a few discussions about it, one of the main things is that they are constantly uh, doing something. They're constantly cutting promos at home with their family. Uh, they're they're calling each other up, cutting promos and everything. Um, some of the guys are lucky enough to know somebody who who has a ring and they're able to go and you know you know stay ring shape pretty much. But uh, mm-hmm. the same thing for us here is. It's it's a scary situation because um, people's mind frames aren't there with wrestling, um, and we see what's going on with you know the top promotions with empty arenas and everything, and you know the wrestling scene is hurting pretty bad. But um, with my guys here, we're constantly talking, and we we're we're having these guys here and our our indie guys friends as well constantly talking we're constantly you know cutting promos on each other you know keeping everything fresh so then this way when everything does reopen up it's not stale you know there's brand new stuff coming the guys are on point and um the other thing that the guys are slowly starting to do which i think is very important is not just cutting promos on each other but use use the social media platform that we have right now and if there was rivalries going on and battles going on between people, 
um, now now's the time to you know push their promo um, ability to the max and keep those fans interested. Or otherwise, if they don't, it's it's going to be really hard to get the fans back in. Well, I tell you, I as a big fan that I am of this sport, I am going to be truly glad. Because I tell you, I have been missing my wrestling family and my wrestling shows. I mean, I just I hate it for everybody, and you know, it's just, and it is a scary time. But God mm-hmm. bless you for what you do as a wrestler. And and one quick question: What do you wrestle sure. out of? I mean, where 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 are you from? Where do you where do you wrestle out a lot? Um, I am I am located in uh, Lake Katrina, New York. It's actually right in the middle between Kingston, New York, and Sardis, New York. And um, uh, we we have a few places picked out and where we were going to wrestle. And um, ultimately, we decided just to keep it here at home. Very simple. Um, it was supposed to be something very small, and um, it just it, it just started to grow pretty big, pretty fast. Um, but awesome. it's mostly here, right in like a train. And but we do travel to Maryland, Pennsylvania, and other places as well. Awesome, awesome. Uh, the singers are guests here. We got about uh, 18 minutes here left. Uh, we'll kind of move move it right along. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, a guy that would probably make a great uh, opponent for you, singer. We're going to bring on Otto von Crutch. What do you got for our guest here? What's going on, oh, Otto, man? So, uh, what's, what, going on? what's up with the tattooing, man? Let's hear a little bit about your tattooing work. I mean, do you uh, have a shop where you live in New York, or how does that work out? Um, actually, uh, uh, I used to have a shop here. Um, I was doing a lot of nine, nine to five jobs, and I started, and I grew up, like, like with wrestling, I grew up with a lot of people with tattoos. I thought they were cool, and I always been an artist, so I managed to bump into a few people. They taught me, and I took the realm. And then, uh, again, I got a fiancé that's very supportive. We had a conversation. I was like, I want to go full-time with it. And she was like, let's do it. And I did for a while. But the problem was was that it was just me tattooing, and I had other people with me. But a lot of my clients, they didn't want to get tattooed by them. They just wanted my work. And I got burnt out. So the old the old tattoo building with all the artwork still in there and everything that the kids did and we did, uh, is actually converted into the UWF locker room now. So, but, but I still tattoo every once in a while here and there for like a few certain people. So, so you would tattoo at your home? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had we had a building. Uh, it used to be my brother's old apartment, so we went ahead, we gutted it out, fixed it all up, turned it into the tattoo shop. Got everything finalized as far as what I needed to do, uh, you know, you know, business-wise and everything. And then, um, then I did that for a while. And then just slowly, I just got burnt out, and uh, I went back to nine nine to five work. And yeah, I miss it at times. I miss it at times, but I love I love being able to wrestle more. So <laughs> you guys do backyard wrestling, correct? Um, it is. It's really. Uh, weird to say it's we it's like technically backyard but the the position that we're in and uh the level that we're at uh it it's really drifting into like the whole indie scene um we have tremendous backing from some tremendous people um again 
Uh, we got a beautiful 18 by 18 professional ring that that was uh, dropped off for us. Uh, production wise, everything is always growing. The way the things that are ran here, um, a lot of backyard areas, people just show up. You know, they can you know drink what they want, smoke what they want, do what they want, and all this and that. And you know, people do get hurt. And here it is, it is strict. It is very very professional here. Um, there, there are rules. There's guidelines. There, there's so much that go down here. So, so where, yeah. where do we see these classic matches that you were talking about earlier? You said you've had a lot of classics. Is there a spot where we could see those on YouTube or? or uh... Yeah, yeah, right, right over on YouTube, uh, UWFNY. Um, every once in a while, we will go through and then we'll post a couple things up on our Facebook page. Um, we have we have somebody that is part of the group that is helping us out, getting us out there more with social media. Because, um, like I said, originally it was just supposed to be just a very small thing, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it just blew up really, really fast. And so what's I got to give like? a lot of credit to the BBW. I'm sorry. And what is your draw like? Um. You know, it it really fluctuates. Uh, the one event that we had to kick everything off in 2017, uh, it started off with about like 20, 25 people. And then next thing we know, there's people pulling off on the side of the road, watching from like the street. We had people coming out from their houses next door. So the number grew. And then um, and sometimes it's really, really little. Sometimes we got to worry about parking people parking on people's yards and everything and and uh we run out of seats so it gets it gets pretty big i think our biggest one was uh close to after adding everybody up was around like 100 people if not a little bit more like it was a pretty big all right well I know he's down he's down near uh he's down near woodstock territory there used to big crowds down there but uh oh yeah but but you see so so the thing i uh what? Hold on, hold on. We got the we got the right, fingers right, right. up. Yes, we got about twelve. We got about twelve minutes left here. Uh, go ahead, uh, big swing. Then uh, we're gonna come back, and I got the the tough questions for. All right, thanks, Dad. All right. So I got the um, I got the impression that you've been you know watching wrestling for a while. Uh, I'm a uh, mm-hmm. you know a a fellow New Yorker here. I kind of kind of threw me off. I had the question loaded, and you made me stop. But um. I'm from up a little bit north of you. I'm, I'm, I have a 518 area code. I'm up in the Albany area. So, uh, all right, all right. Not too, far, not too super far from you. Um, I'm very familiar with, you know, all of really upstate. You know, you guys are downstate compared to me, but, you know. Um, I was just wondering, you know how Sting has the face paint when he was much, much younger, you know, 93, 94, 95? He had the very simplistic, one-sided kind of swirl face paint. The one he became known for, obviously, was the pro thing, the NWO thing. Um, when you started being in the wrestling business, did you know right off the bat you were going to do the Sting replica, the face paint, yada, yada? Or was that something that developed once you started getting into it a little bit? Like, did you model your, yourself after Sting, or did that kind of come as you developed? Um, actually, I was, um, a lot of, it, it, it was pretty weird because when, when things started doing the whole crow design and, and then, um, uh, one of the ladies that was helping him making it more of his own, she 
because because he started to adapt stuff from like one of Marilyn Manson's uh, cover albums and you know tweaking yeah. the design a little bit. Um, I was I was a big fan of the Crow, and okay. and so I was I was always tweaking it a little bit, making it my own and everything. And then when he started doing it, I noticed that there was a lot of similarities. So I was just like, okay, what can I get from him and everything? So then I started merging it. And then, um, and then it just, before I knew it, it was just taking a life of its own. And I could, did like, mix it up a little bit. I can always tweak it, like but it was always did an you impact. Like the oh, yeah. Thing? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, down in uh, DBW, Dominating Force and Backyard Wrestling down in Pennsylvania, um, there was a few guys that – I had an event to do, and I already had my face painted uh, mm-hmm. white and black, and they were just like, we want the red and black. Can you do it? And I was just like, I'm already white and black. Are you kidding me? And they were just like, we want the red and black. Can you do it? And I was just like, all right, it's just, you know, just push my match back a little bit. So then there was a couple times I went with the red and black. Is that face paint from somebody who wears it? I mean, we, we talk to a lot of uh, wrestlers and superstars on here who – uh, in fact, we've had a we've had a, a string of them lately who have been more luchador style, who wear like Rey Mysterio type masks. From somebody who mm-hmm. wears a face paint aspect of it, um, does it come off as easily as it looks on TV? I mean, that's got to be a pain in the ass. By the time you spend all that time putting it on and putting the designs on and getting it to look all cool, and halfway through the night, you spread it off your face. It's got to be a pain. I right? can't tell you. I can't tell you the amount of times where I almost missed, like my music was playing and I had to rush out and, and like it was crazy. Um, I do, I use acrylic paint. So, you know, once you start sweating, it starts, you know, crackling and, and breaking off. And then um, there was a gentleman there, I was a young kid actually, um, down in ESW. Uh, his name is Wicked J. And I had a conversation with him. And uh, he got me into uh, latex paint. So then I started to experiment with that a little bit because you can you can kind of add some effect to your character, including if oh, someone's yeah. really beating you. And you, you know you can peel the paint yourself to kind of give it more of effect. Um, mm-hmm. But I I just love the whole uh, acrylic part of it. It's fast. It's easy. Uh-huh. And I. Uh, Cleaning it off, just some nice soapy water, some warm water, and she comes right off. No problem. Doesn't break you out or anything like that? Oh, no. Nope. Nope. Good, good. All right. And uh, last thing, Icon, I know uh, I know you got some hard-hitting questions here, so I'll, I'll let you go in a minute here. But uh, when you when you want, like, okay, so you said you're a face right now, but you kind of go in between. Um, do you feel like with – that kind of design that it's easier to be a heel or easier to sort of be like a Batman, like a masked vigilante kind of a thing and be the good guy? Like, how do you, how do you use the artwork on your face in terms of, of your character? Like, do you find it to be easier to be one way or another or do you just kind of roll with it? Um, actually, the face paint is a really uh, another form of uh, self-expression with me being um, Scorpion the Assassin uh, going off of the whole um, Assassin Creed thing and stuff. Um, if I have to go into like a battle, including a battle that I'm involved in now, with, there's a group called the Murder Club. Um, very well known throughout the area. Um, so we got a big thing going on now. So the, so the face paint, uh, for me being a face, uh, if I can 
the only thing I really got to do for the face paint to keep myself a face is keep yeah. it to the one that everybody enjoys and they like. Uh, if I have to shift gears, which I might have to, um, the face paint is just going to be a little bit more, a little bit more sinister, I guess you can say. Okay. And thankfully, from being an artist myself, it's really not that hard for me just to sharpen up the lines a little bit, make them a little bit more pointier, um, and then that's the way to go. One of the oldest secrets of it all is clowns. Um, if you ever see anything with clowns, the clown has very sharp lines. That's usually circulated with horror movies and a serial killer and stuff like that. If they're more rounded off and everything, that's your traditional happy-go-clown. So, so nice, if you need to go nice. a little bit more sinister, you want to go with really, really sharp lines, really deviate the eyes to make it really, really sinister looking, and then you can create anything. Hmm. I mean, you don't come down from the rafters, right? With a baseball bat. <laughs> um, I do have, I do have a Louisville Slugger, um, uh, and I do have a nice, good metal bat, but no rafters now. Uh, okay, I, I can imagine that'd be pretty dangerous. I always, I always kind of uh, held my breath when Sting did it. You know, I, ever since watching Owen Hart in '99, I kind of held my breath when Sting did it every time. So. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, you and me both. Uh, icon, I'm I'm good here, man. If you got something. All right, the Scorpion Assassins are guests here. We got about uh, five minutes left here, so uh, before we hit the hard hitting questions, I promise that uh, I'd let you do this. If our fans wanted to check you out and see uh, what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe for your paint. What do you got? Um, we are working, we have a small little Instagram going on. It's UWFNY, pretty much right across the board. Uh, Twitter, UWFNY, um, Instagram, we got one working on there. Uh, YouTube is, YouTube and our Facebook is our main setup. Um, everything is UWFNY. Um, real simple, real easy to find. Um, Facebook sometimes fluctuates it between UWFNY and and the Ultimate Wrestling Federation, but yeah, yeah, real simple. So uh, you know, I've always been kind of curious. You know, with all the uh, with all the wrestlers that you wrestle and everything, would you be able to hook us up with a few that would uh, might want to be on a show that are some good interviewers? Oh yeah, I have been in, in contact with uh, some really good friends of mine. Um, one of them is Brian Phillips. He's the owner of uh, DBW, Dominating Force and Backyard Wrestling. He has had a phenomenal, phenomenal career. Uh, he wrestles underneath, underneath the name Mr. Judgment. Um, he has been up here um, a few times. Uh, we actually host uh, DBW now because they're looking for a permanent building uh, to put their ring in, and they can start kicking off down, down in Pennsylvania again. And then um, I have I have a few more. I have a gentleman by the name of Cyrus. That's very very cool. Um, and then uh, for us here, we have a young man, um, Jim Connors. Uh, his real name is Austin. Um, he he is he is my stepson, and he is the UWF version of Mick Foley. If you give him the slightest idea, he can create a character in like. I don't know, five, six seconds, and he'll have it from head to toe. So he's definitely our Mick Foley, and, and uh, he's had his fair share of battles. 
Well, I'll tell you what, if you can uh, give me their contact information, I will contact you on Messenger because I know you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, that's not. Oh, that's absolutely. And uh, the other thing, you know, I, I sent you a, a little request. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it here, but I sent you a request on Messenger. If you could uh, help us out with that little item, too, that'd be cool. Absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, uh, you know, hopefully with all this stuff going on, you know, things get over, you know, things get start to normalize sooner than later. Uh, when would your next show be uh, when things normalize or don't you know yet? Um, actually, we have, um, we have a lot of guys looking into the end of May to try and kick things off. Um, a lot of it has to do with the wrestlers. The wrestlers are getting really antsy. Um, we're working hard at trying to figure out exactly how we can pull off pulling a show. Because um, here it gets a little dangerous. Uh, we're not really dangerous, but we, we've had our fair share of some bad storms, some rain, some rainstorms, some, some thunder and lightning ones, and snowstorms. And we tried to film stuff without fans here for their safety. And fans still, still come. Like they get through the weather and they want to be here live. So. Uh, we're, we're working on out figuring out exactly how we can put something together towards the end of May. Um, if not, then it's definitely going to be in June is when we're going to have our first live event of 2020. All right. Well, what, what I want you to do is when you guys are uh, have your next event, I want you to send me a, a message on Messenger, and then we'll pitch it on the show, and uh, uh, we'll definitely get you back on again either before or after that show. And, uh, yeah, you can bring your buddies with you, and we'd love to have you. But uh, we come on to your schedule today. Uh, things kind of do suck right now. But uh, if anything, if anybody can kick coronavirus ass, it's you, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the race. So we appreciate you taking time for us, and we appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It was an absolute awesome experience. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for being on. Thank you. All right, our next guest should be calling from an 810. 810. Let me see here. Yeah, yeah, we got the 810 on with us, so I kind of going to let you do your thing, and we'll go right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room right now, walking down the aisle and stepping through the ropes. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you probably the most handsome, good-looking, debonair, independent wrestler currently today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. He is Mark Ross. Hey, buddy, how are you? Hey. Hey, this is Mark Ross. You listen to the Attitude Era Live with the host, Con, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Awesome. So now tell me. Uh, I, I forgot to ask the last guy this. Was that not the best in ring introduction you've ever had? Oh yeah, I've had some I've had some great ones, uh, especially down here in Florida. But that was definitely more epic than I was uh, anticipating. Awesome. We have uh, Mark Ross, and I guess we have uh, thirty minutes here with Mark. So if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we uh, then we can go ahead and uh, chat with you and ask you some questions. Oh, I uh, my name's. Mark Ross, like I said, I started training uh, September of 2013, and I've been wrestling since. I was trained by Andrew Darcy at a school called Blue Water Championship Wrestling in uh, Port Huron, Michigan, which is where I'm originally from. 
Um, and then two years ago, moved down to Florida. I was working with the World Wrestling Network as a part of the production crew and then an in-ring competitor for ACW and FIP. Uh, awesome. Those are like the the basics. And uh, you know when you uh, when you wrestle, uh, your your style is it more like a uh, you know like a high flyer? Are you uh, like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical like Bret Hart? Are you are you that clumsy um, knockout ass kicking style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Actually, when I came down here, uh, I met a guy named Zach Romero who's actually it's funny because you asked me about the ring announcement. Uh, he's my ring announcer down here mainly. Like he does a lot of promotions down here, but uh, he uh, he he started uh, labeling me a hybrid wrestler, and I really liked that. So it's what I tend to say that I am. I'm, I'm more of a hybrid wrestler. I like to I like to base my uh, base my approach to a match based off my opponent, as opposed to like this is who I am, and you're gonna get a whole bunch of this. Like I play a lot of defense, make a lot of counter moves. And uh, you, uh, with, with that, with that being said, uh, now uh, I love your look, and I wasn't, I was just saying that, and uh, you know, I, I don't love you, I love your look, I like you a lot as a buddy. But, He's in love with uh, you, bruh. Yeah. Now, uh, are you are are you more of a baby face, a heel, and in betweeny, or are you a more of a crowd guy? Yeah, no, I try to think of myself as a as a good person. Like I, I, I try to use wrestling to. To like, to like, um, to connect with people on a level outside of just the ring. So I, I try to think of myself more as a, as a good person. Well, with that being said, uh, we're gonna kind of throw it to Granny. I, Granny, I'm over two. Uh, I can't get you healed, but uh, what do you got for our guest, uh, Mister? Well, that's o- that's okay, Icon, because you know, as everybody knows, Granny doesn't like the heels, and I can talk pretty good smack. Like I love to do, and like I've been missing, I've been missing being able to talk smack to these heel wrestlers that I'm used to giving a bad time to. But oh, that being said, that being said, um, what has been your most hardest match you've ever had to do in your career? Uh, the hardest match I've ever had was with uh, Anthony Henry last year in August. Um, it was for the FIP World Heavyweight Championship. But um, it was a personal match. Um, Anthony was somebody that I knew for about a year and a half at that time. And like I said, I was working with the World Wrestling Network, and he was getting a lot of uh, um, opportunities on Evolve. And so I was seeing him consistently about six to eight, six to eight weeks uh, perform directly in front of me. And a couple of those shows I got on, but a lot of those I was um, mostly either helping out on a production level or in any other kind of way that they needed help. So um, I got to I got the opportunity to study him for a long time, and um, personally I knew that uh, personally like for, for me it's it's about respect. So like having the respect of my opponent at the end of a match is a big thing, and I really wanted his respect. So that was probably the biggest match that I've had so far. Awesome. Mark Ross is our guest. Now, here. We've got about uh, twenty five minutes here. Uh, go ahead, Granny. Next question. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I kind of asked uh, this question uh, to our last guest, and I'm going to ask it maybe in a little bit different way. 
But um, do you think that uh, right now, you know, because the independent wrestling shows, you know, they're they're not able to wrestle, you know, they're you know maybe not able to train like they probably should be do or you know could be doing because the gyms are closed, and unless they're fortunate enough to be able to know somebody where they could get their workout in or get their training in, uh, how hard? do you think it's going to be or what do you think maybe promotions should be doing right now during this downtime to be able to you know when we're able to start going back to wrestling shows again what do you think promoters or promotions independent promotions should be doing planning you know to try to like make that first show back like a huge show or, you know, a good show for the fans? I mean, what do you think that they could be working on, you know, or planning or something like that to that effect? I don't know. I like, in all honesty, I mean, it's, it's a good question, but um, as a, as a wrestler myself, like, like I don't, like I don't envy being a promoter right now because like they're in this, they're in this world where like prior to all this happening, there was stability like uh, there was certain mm-hmm. levels that you knew that you were on and then you were trying to get higher and you were trying to avoid going lower. Um, there's really no levels right now. The WrestleMania did a lot. Uh, this empty arena era did a lot to where it's going to start opening up the minds and possibilities of what else could possibly happen after this. Uh, the WWE with their releases and everything, uh, I talked to some people and, I had my point of view, and everybody's point is always that, like, once things, once things, quote unquote, go back to normal, people will get signed again. And I, I understand why they think that from a business aspect. At the same time, nobody knows how long this could last. So if this lasted for a year, which I hope it doesn't, but if this lasted for like a year or a year and a half, and, and a year and a half, we're finally able to come back on the level that we're on, um, on the, the opportunities that we're trying to get, or some kind of standard like that. If it takes something like that long, then you've got to where what if, like, we're not doing what the WWE is, and in that time they've formulated a whole new way of doing it. You know, they might not need they might need, not need a roster of 200 because they could do it with 30 and still keep people interested. So, like, at the end of the day, for our level, it's more so, like, everybody just has to be prepared. Like, you know, like if that doesn't happen, but they only take some of the people back, like, I guess I, I hate to think about it because it's my opportunities and it's my spots being lost, but you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, like these guys are going to come in and be fighting for these same spots that we are fighting for right now. So, no, Granny, I know you probably got one more, and Otto, I know you're supposed to be next. No, on no, the no, day no, no, here, no, but, no, 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 I'm, but, I'm um, fine. I'm fine, Big Swing. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, just just to be next, well, I know we're supposed to. I know we're supposed to go to Otto next. I just had one quick one, uh, real quick to to go off of the point that that he was just uh, explaining to us. Um, Mark, uh, I, I know you guys are, are itching to get back. Uh, I know Granny's been itching to get back. Um, if you guys do end up doing something similar to what WWE and AEW and those companies are doing, and you're wrestling still, and you're going out there and doing what you love and what you get paid for, but there's no fans, would you be a fan of that, wrestling in, in an empty arena kind of a thing, just to be in the ring, or would you really prefer to wait it out until you can get people there? Uh. I thought like because evolu- evolution with everything always happens. So um, originally I didn't know like what to expect with it, but after watching it a couple of different times, there's a lot of different opportunities and possibilities that could happen with that. To where I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't uh, if I was if I was given the opportunity, I wouldn't turn it down because of what it is. You know what I mean? I, I haven't seen enough for it to, to think that it's a negative thing for any reason. Um, as far as like uh, as far as like the the sketches and stuff, I, I thought that was gonna happen a long time ago. So I, I thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. like the Undertaker match and everything. I thought something like that was gonna happen. Yep. Like right after final deletion, and so I'm surprised it took as long as as another, you know, in those many years for another one to happen. Mm. Which was awesome. I loved final deletion when TNA did it, and now I think the Boneyard match definitely topped it. But yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. But it's harder to do on the independent cycle for sure, you know, budget wise and everything like that. But uh, but yeah, it just um, it, 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 it is it isn't it. It isn't. It isn't. It's like it's. It's more so harder to do because people don't have the patience. You know, like we could accomplish those things. And we, most of us have talked about those kind of things prior to it happening. And then we've seen it. And we're like, oh man, they're doing it now. We want to do it. But it's more like, you know, we we could buy a camera instead of whatever else we're buying. It's just, it's just, uh, it's about having the patience and, and having the the knowledge and desire to do those things. I'm a big person. I'm a big person. I have personal responsibility. Mark Ross, our guest here, got about uh, 20 minutes. Uh, now, Mark, uh, I'm going to bring on uh, one of our uh, one of our other co-hosts here. He's also an independent wrestler, and uh, you know, uh, I kind of put it to him with the last guest. And I kind of put it to him with this guest too. You know, I, I think you guys would make a heck of a knockdown dragout match. So, Otto, what do you got for our guest here, Mark Ross? We got 19 minutes. What's going on, Mark Ross? Otto von Kletch here, man, and uh, thank you for being on. Uh, you know, from a fellow wrestler to another one. Uh, what are some of your goals, man, when all this, you know, who knows when this is all over, but let's just say, you know, when it is over, what are some of your new outlooks on life that you're going to have, uh, you know, when it comes to the business? To be honest, like, uh, I want to go, like, bigger than the business, in all honesty. And, and um, by that, I mean, like, when this started, um, up until this year, I I was able to work for the last two and a half years, almost three years, just in professional wrestling to where that was paying all the bills that I needed to do to, to, and then having a little bit of extra to have fun in here and there. Um, at the beginning of this year, because of what I wanted to be personally in life, I got a real job again. And then, or I shouldn't say a real job, but a, another job. And, and that obviously was shut down because of everything going on. Um, so now I'm not doing anything. And for the, the first time like in my life, um, I realized like, I wasn't really prepared to not do anything. Um, which made me realize I need to start learning stuff. So I know a lot of people. I'm on a level right now. Like my wrestling, like I said, wrestling is on levels. I haven't reached that level yet where a lot of my, a lot of the wrestling shows that I personally am wrestling on are family shows. So like right. I know a lot of people who are more so construction workers and more so um, like farmers and and you know some of these technicians to where I want to start like networking with not just the people like in the, in the building, but with these people who I've gained relationships with because they're fans of mine, you know what I'm saying? Like they enjoy me. I need to start enjoying them and start picking their brains because in a situation like this, like I've been learning how to like, like plant my own fruits and stuff because what if I run out of money? Like I, you know what I'm saying? My money's only going to stretch so long, but if right. I can plant my own fruits, then I'm a little bit better. So like, that's what I want to start getting out of wrestling. Cause if wrestling ends and it's just done, done, then I can't expect more from it. You know what I mean? And I don't. I don't personally think wrestling is going to ever be done. Done. But uh, on a positive note, let's talk about your time with Evolve. How was that, man? I mean, that's that's a big deal. You know, Evolve is right. You know, underneath NXT right now. Uh, how was your experience with Evolve? 
Uh, my experience was unique. Uh, I started with them in September of 2017. I did one of their seminars, and just one of the things that Gabe said that stuck out to me was that he was looking for people who were willing to be at, like, every show, not just the ones that were like, hey, I see you guys are coming here. Like, he was looking for the people that were willing to come and make time and put in the work. So I just started going to every single show. I would I would save up every – I was serving uh, tables at a Denny's, and I would save up every single nickel I had and then pay for gas or however I got to New York or Boston or wherever it would be and then literally have to come back with, like, zero dollars um, to the point where eventually um, – Sal offered me a, a job down here, and so I moved down to Florida and started working with them, and like I said, in their production. So I was still getting a couple opportunities here and there as far as in-ring, but a lot of my personal opportunities with them was uh, they taught me how to do, like, the the video work of it. They taught me a lot about camera work, about how to edit it, um, what to look for, what to – what to look for as far as like what, a, you know what I'm saying? What's, what's, what's going on with an audience or how to set up a good show, what, what, how the lighting works and all that kind of stuff. And then as well as I eventually was the head of their merch. So I was given a lot of opportunities in that, in that kind of, uh, in that kind of sense in the ring. Um, I just never really did enough for them, uh, to earn the contract. And after a while, honestly, it just became a personal thing and I had to choose to walk away. So, well, you, you know, know, you, I mean, know you, you can only watch so many people blow up. Like you said, it, I knew that I knew that it was um, NXT was right there. Uh, my whole thing was I needed to find another way to get their attention, so I needed to step away. Well, man, don't don't ever you know. Hopefully, don't ever give up on that uh, that dream. Keep grinding, man. And uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on. Big swing. You got anything for our guest, uh, Mark Ross? Well, I guess one of the things that always interests me uh, with with the independent wrestlers um, is sort of the process. Like, how how do you like how do you get into it? it? It's something that I mean, everybody loves watching it as as a kid, and everybody loves you know watching it even even when they're adults. But very few people actually get into it. Uh, how, what were some of your motivations and your aspirations and anybody that you kind of looked up to in the wrestling business or whatnot that made you decide one day, hey, you know what, I'm I'm going to do this. This is my career path. Man, as, as crazy as it sounds, when I finally got into wrestling, like I didn't actually like have the intentions of getting into wrestling. Um, I signed up when I first graduated high school, but then I never went. I went to college for a year, and then I signed up at the end of that year. And then I chose not to go again. Um, and then in 2013, um, I was working at a Bob Evans, and I lost my job. And when I lost my job, I literally drank for like four days. And when I after like four days of that, I got a message from a buddy, and he asked me if I was still into wrestling because we would talk about wrestling in high school. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so he picked me up because he knew I was going through some stuff and took me down to this gym. And this guy worked me out for like four hours and then was just like, yeah, if you want to wrestle, I can teach you some things. And literally just decided to show up the next day. And here I am now, seven, seven years later, almost seven years later. Um, did you uh, have Mark any... Here. We got about uh, 13 minutes here left with uh, Mar- uh, Mark. All uh, right. Go ahead, Big Swing. Continue. Uh, uh, did you have any particular wrestlers... Um, when you used to watch it, that 
being in the business now, you're kind of like, wow, I want to be like so-and-so. I want to do this move or this move or, or, you know, maybe, you know, tailor my style after so-and-so. Like, were there any, I guess, inspirations for you? Yeah, it was it was never really about the moves, but as far as, like, actual in-ring competitors, um, probably Kurt Angle. I thought Kurt Angle was just always the best, even the first time he walked down, like, Everybody hated him. I didn't ma- it didn't matter to me. Like just just looking at the guy, I knew like that's what a wrestler was supposed to be. And I was probably like nine or ten at the time. But like my favorite wrestler of all time is probably Shane McMahon. And Shane McMahon, that's he, that's interesting because he's not really technically a wrestler, so that's interesting. Yeah, my my biggest thing is that like like I said, I'm a very personal person. So at the end of the day, I always will respect the hustle of what Shane McMahon went to for wrestling because he was the son of Vince McMahon. And that's not to say that Vince didn't do it or his dad didn't do enough, but I just lived to see Shane do it, to where watching him start at the bottom and do security and then do mm-hmm. the announcing work and then become a character and then literally be watching him jump off the top of the Titan Tron. Like, there was stuff he never had to do in this world that he literally did to just entertain people. And so I was like, if this guy can do it, if he could – if he could not sit back and just collect, then I can't sit back and collect. And that was the guy that always inspired me. So, And, and you know, I, I actually I actually really love that, too, that Shane could have basically gotten anything he wanted being the owner's son. And uh, the fact that he had to work his way up from the bottom like everybody else uh, was, was kind of a, a testament to, you know, Vince's parenting and stuff as well. Um, but when you – when you are, are, you know, wrestling, um, one of the biggest things wrestlers hear uh, is, is that, that terrible F word. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about icons favorite F word. That's four letters. I'm talking about another one. That's four letters. It's called fake. And uh, I, I always ask wrestlers this because Otto, Otto and Otto will be the first one to tell you. Um, yeah, obviously in today's day and age, everybody knows it's scripted and yada, yada, yada. But, when you're in that ring, it, it's far from fake. I mean, your body takes a beating, right? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I got hours and hours of YouTube and a girlfriend that'll tell you that most of what I do isn't, isn't fake at all. Um, it's uh, it, it's hard to explain. Like, like what we do, it's a, there's a lot of things that we do that that we, on a daily basis, that we do because this is the way that we do it, even though we tell you we do it a different way. Wrestling is just easy because it's been put out there to target, but there's a lot of stuff that we just go with and we just shrug our shoulders, and then we call our friends conspiracy theorists, but at the end of the day when we walk away, we know that, yeah, that person, he was right. He was talking about something that, that's just <laughs> not right. Or sorry, I, I yeah. should have said something, I apologize. But, uh, no, you're fine. Uh, that, that, isn't, that isn't right. And so, it, it, like I said, it sucks. But like this is the business I'm part of, and at the end of the day, if you want to watch my match, like I'll pay for you to get in, so you so you know it's not fake. Like it's it, it's it's good enough for me. And you know, for me, I I know it's not personally, and I've talked to enough wrestlers, and I've been around enough wrestlers to know it's not. But you know that that tends to be um the the general stigma behind it, and I always just love to have wrestlers clarify that a little bit more when they come on the air because. You know, I, I'm I'm a sports broadcaster, play-by-play broadcaster for several sports at a local college, and you know, I, I've 
I've played sports my whole life, but I've never wrestled. I've never done anything that physical. Uh, I didn't even play football. You know, I've never really played anything that physical. Um, so from my perspective, calling the action uh, to somebody being a part of the action, I always, you know, I love talking to players of any sport afterwards and talking about the game and talking about whatever and to get wrestlers on uh is is always something i want to clarify because like i said it's always that stigma you know it's always that my, my parents used to give me when i used to watch when i was a kid oh, how can you watch that that's so fake and corny you know that's so blah 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 I mean, and, you know, they used to give me all that and i just was like it, honestly though yeah no most <laughs> of those people would be at the midnight release for a star wars film anyways you know what I mean, yeah, and that's and that's more exactly. so what that's more so what I mean. It's just like wrestling has just been given that stigma. You don't walk down the street and see Robert Downey Jr. and get mad at him that he's not in an Iron Man suit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just, exactly. It just is what it is. So that's why I just look at anybody that says that. I'm like either, and it's the worst. The only time it really bothers me any whatsoever is when it's said at a wrestling show. It's like, bro, you paid to get in just to tell me that. Like, like what what's going on with you in your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, because. Because at the end of the day, then it's more so like I feel like you said that because you don't want to pay to get in the ring, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is another choice you could make, but you I can't make choices for you. Like outside the ring, we sit in the office at Staples. I you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna convince Susan, but you know what I'm saying if we're hey. in if we're, somebody's in the crowd, it's just like please get away from me, dude. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. Uh, Mark Ross is our guest here. We got about uh, seven minutes here left with Mark. Uh, and, okay. you know, we do uh, appreciate you taking time on your schedule to join us. Uh, but, uh, uh, real oh, quick, man, I'll be doing you, playing Final Fantasy. Before, before I ask you the tough questions, uh, uh, so we get so we can get this in, uh, if our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? He doesn't have a GoFundMe. Nobody has a GoFundMe. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, I got rid of the Twitter just for all the, all the, like, nonsense that's consistently posted, like, Every half an hour, um, but uh, Facebook is Mark Ross. Uh, Instagram, I believe, is still probably Cyrus Satine, uh, which was the former name. And then I have Snapchat if you want to keep up with the life. Like I said, it's just been Final Fantasy pictures for the last couple of weeks. So, other than that, I got the we got we got shirts at fullygimmick.com if you want Aqua Brush shirts. I got some of those left. So, awesome. And uh, I sent you a little extra message on Messenger there. If you can uh, take care of that uh, little favor for us, too, we'd appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I do got, I do got you on that. I've seen that. Okay, all right. Uh, and I know that you like the card that I made for you, too. But uh, one question I'd like to ask uh, all the independent wrestlers that come on the show, it's a two-part question. Uh, let's say that there's a WWE or AEW official that uh, comes to one of your shows and they say, hey, you know, you should come try, try out for us. And then the next thing you know, they're offering you this million-dollar contract. Two-part question. One, is that something you want to do? And B, when you do get that big-time contract, you won't think time must still be our friend and still talk to me and still let me call you. Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, like, I I don't want to say it's not something that I don't want to do, but, like, I am uh, – and I have always told people I'm wrestling on a timeline to where uh, I'm 31 now. At 36, I'm going to choose to be done. I have two children, and at about that time, my son will be coming into a stage in his life where he'll be trying to understand some hard-hitting questions about what needs to go on. And so if if by that time I haven't established myself to a point where, like, I can be just taking care of life 
after you know what I'm saying wrestling, then yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna step away. It's not gonna it's not a forever goal of mine. Uh, Mark Russell, I guess you know you mentioned uh, you know uh, I I know that uh, you know you have a you know you have a you have a little Ross Junior there, but let's say he comes up and says, Hey Dad, I want to be a wrestler. Is that something that uh, you'd encourage, or would you steer him away from the business? Uh, to be honest, like if if he said it, I'd be surprised because mainly because he's already he's six and he's already, or he's going to be six. He's already told me he's not interested in it. So like I would be really surprised if he ever changed his mind. It's my daughter. My daughter is three. She's the one that I think can end up be like really liking this. But um, and that's more so what I mean. It's just that like my children, my children are what means the most to me. They're they're why I'm pursuing this, and so. I feel like my son's going to be going in a different direction in life to where I want to be a part of that direction and a bigger part well, you know, than the one well, I'm doing right now. So, You know, you mentioned your daughter's three, and think about this. It's We're in 2020. Think about this. Uh, in the year 2035, your daughter headlining WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair. Think about that. <laughs> in 2035, Charlotte Flair is going to be in her 50s, so... Uh, well, at least late forties, anyway. I mean, she's thirty-five now, but I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, hell, her she'll probably still be headlining. Yeah, yeah, she'll probably still be headlining. Now, Alexa Bliss, yeah. I don't think she's ever gonna age, but you know, that, that's just me. Yeah, no. If it's in the car, if it's in the cars for my kids, then then I'll be super excited. If not, then then I just want to make sure I get to see them play their cards. Uh, speaking of Alexa Bliss, uh, Big Swain, did you get that thing I sent you earlier this week? Yeah, I did. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, that was my video chat. I'm still working on it getting on the show. But uh, we have uh, Mark Ross here. Uh, we we got about uh, two minutes here. Uh, well, three minutes here. So, uh, you know, with all the uncertainty and stuff going on right now and a lot of, you know, shows that we talked about being canceled, uh, have they told you uh, – or do you know when your next booking will be, say, when things get normal again, when it might be? I, or I do. I don't, have, I don't have a single, like, thing planned as of yet. Um, but like I said, that's also more so just because I, I have, like, trying to be establishing what I was talking about as far as, like, what do I do outside of here, too. So it's more so not, I'm not stepping away, something like that. It's more so just while this goes on, that's what I've been focusing on. More, and I feel like any promoter that I really try to talk to isn't going to have more besides what they speculate. So I, I try to just keep up with their pages and not bother them. And, uh, you know, with uh, being, being uh, off all this time, and it's unfortunate, do you still uh, train, uh, have the same training regimen, or has that changed a little bit? It's not the same uh, because of the, the, the quarantine, but there is, there is things that I've found, like, that I've been able to utilize around the yard and around the house to try to get in some some things still and at least keep the body stretched out and not tight. Uh, but I'm well, not going to lie, know, I have it, Well, you know, the way I picture it is like uh, independent wrestlers now since gyms are closed, I, I, I picture a lot of independent wrestlers training like Rocky did in Rocky Four against Ivan Drago, and he was doing all that uh, training with uh, all that uh, – you know, the axe and lifting boulders and stuff, you know, when Ivan's doing all this uh, technical stuff, he's uh, doing uh, training with throwing rocks and running and 
lifting up Paulie and stuff like that. That's the way I I, I see a lot of independent wrestlers training right now. Most, that's, most likely. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's how I see everybody doing it on, on Facebook. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've done something to the extent a couple of days, but I haven't gotten crazy like that too many days. I, I try to keep it to my normal calisthenics and stretches. But, no, I have, like, I got 20 and 30-pound dumbbells. I have thrown them around the yard a couple of times just to get a good stretch in my shoulder. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark Ross is our guest. We do appreciate uh, you joining us tonight. You've been really awesome. Thank you, guys. And uh, hopefully when uh, you get back into uh, your next match, whenever that is, uh, you send me a message on Facebook. We'll get you on again, and you can talk about it. I will let you guys know. Awesome. Thanks very much, bud. Take care. Yeah, you guys have a great night. Thank you. Me too. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, right, that was, that was cool. Going in from a 757 number. Yeah, they've been on uh, hold for six or so minutes. All right. Well, I will uh, I will introduce them and you can bring them up. Yeah, yeah, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, a man known by his four names alone. He is stepping through the ropes right now, because generally he usually hangs outside of the ropes. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ryan Keith Crockett McBride. Hey, this is Ryan Keith Crockett McBride. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. So how are you, my, my friend? It's good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me out here tonight. I appreciate y'all having me out of my quarantine residence. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we have uh, Ryan Keith Crockett McBride. We have about 45 minutes here with you. If, uh, you can last that long with all these questions. But if you want to give us a little background about uh, yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and then uh, we'll kind of uh, go around the room, and uh, we'll have some fun. Hey, sounds like a winner. Hey, yeah, I'm – I go by Keith Crockett in the, in the pro wrestling business, and of course, you know, the, the four names are my whole full names, but uh, Keith Crockett is what I go by in the wrestling business, and I've been promoting matches and um, all kinds of events that have to do with pro wrestling uh, for the least of uh, the last 20 years, and started out as a fan, um, and then progressed into the business, doing some minor things with the business, but I've never been a wrestler. Uh, people look at me and say, hey, you must be a wrestler. Uh, you got the size and stuff. And I say, no, I don't get in the ring and wrestle wrestlers, but, uh, you know, I, I do wrestling behind the scenes. There's a lot going on behind the scenes in pro wrestling. And, um, you know, a lot of guys who start promotions and federations, they try to be the champion or the uh, the late champion of their federation. And, um Really, it doesn't work. You can't be the booker and the uh, promoter and the, and the matchmaker and all that and uh, get respect from the, the fans and the and the wrestlers. So uh, I strictly stick to promoting. Uh, behind the scenes, I've uh, worked uh, a whole lot of different deals and uh, a lot of experience over the years, 20 years of it. And some have been good, some have been bad, but uh, I really enjoy the wrestling business. So, you know, being being the promoter, uh, what? Uh, how do you compare yourself to promoters? Are you like uh, – uh, Vince McMahon kind of like send the soldiers out to do the work, uh, or you like uh, Paul Heyman who can be boisterous at times and tell everybody what to do, or are you like a Triple H when someone's uh, stealing your spotlight, you want to get in there and screw their career over? What kind of promoter <laughs> would you say that you're you're closest to? Or are you? Well, I'm def- I, I don't go to the ring. Um, 
I'm more of like a um, a combination of a little bit of everybody. But the thing about me is I never go to the ring. I don't get involved in promotion. Uh, I mean, excuse me, I don't get involved in storylines. I don't get involved in the promotion when it's down there, when it's live. I don't go down and do anything whatsoever. My philosophy has been from when I've got into this from day one, um, just as well as I run my other businesses, because I'm in the pro wrestling business, but I'm also in several other businesses also. And um, I do have my, whole, my my pro wrestling business. I'm a full functioning pro wrestling business. Like we could pull up to your door and put on the full entire show because I have all my equipment and everything to go, just as well as I do my other businesses. But um, you know, the pro wrestling business is um, is ran the same way I run my other businesses. I put people in positions to um, to where they fit. And the way I do that is I go out and scout talent. I find talent, and I find and I find some of the best indie workers in the business. I love going to matches and scouting talent and finding new talent. It's, it's a great thing. There's never a match that I don't go to that I don't learn something from, but to answer your question directly, um, I'm just a guy who really puts it all together behind the scenes, um, storylines and things. I, I, I try to get workers who work my shows, and I and people will tell you that you know the, the workers I have are the quality ones on the indie circuit that I can get from certain areas you know, within budget, but um. Yeah, definitely. I don't go get involved in storylines. I hire the people. I put them in positions. I find a quarterback. I, I let him be the quarterback. I find a running back. I let him run the ball. And so those kind of scenarios cross over to the pro wrestling business. I usually get people to come, or excuse me, the, the wrestlers that I have booked on my shows usually are at the professional level to where, you know, I have one guy that reports to me from the back, and he comes to me, and I tell him a couple of the finishes, a couple of things I want to see, and then I leave it up to the wrestlers because the ones that I have come work for me. If you don't have the experience and the know-how, by the time you get to me, I'm not going to work with you because if I have to go in the back of the locker room and tell you every single detail of a match from A to Z, then you don't need to be working for me. Well, you know, and uh... – uh, before you came on there, uh, if you ever need a ring announcer, I was kind of auditioning there before you came on. If you ever need a guest ring announcer, I think the icon would fit in perfectly with that role. Look, we'd love to have the icon, the granny hulkster, anybody. I mean, look, we're really, I'm a really equal opportunist because talent in this business is a great thing. I mean, right now we are, I mean, we're in quarantine and things are on hold. But let me tell you, this business is on fire. When this thing breaks loose, it's going to go back on fire again. But, yeah, of course, I mean, you know, we really, again, ring announcing, refereeing, those are the kind of things that I go out and I scout for. And, you know, we had some matches lined up that had to get canceled, of course, like everybody else. And I just found a young lady who's a really – she's attractive. She's got a great appearance, and she's working uh, for several different promotions. And we were going to have her ring announce for us on the last show that got canceled, you know, due to the – the, the coronavirus, but um, sure, man, we got the icon anytime. All right. Uh, we have uh, Keith Crockett as our guest here. We've got about 24 minutes here with Keith. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, Granny Hulk, you know, if you got any heels on your roster, which I'm sure you do, uh, Granny would be the perfect one to sit in the audience in the front row there. Granny, what do you have for our guest here? Keith Crockett, go ahead. 24 minutes. Well, hello, hello, Keith. This is Granny Holkster, and yes, I do not like the heels, and I can talk some pretty good smack when I have to. I mean, that's what I'm known for doing pre- pretty well at, when I get to go to independent shows, and 
I'm not a wrestler, but I am a fan of the sport. So being the promoter and I, and I asked this question to our last guest, um, I was talking to a really good friend of mine, one of my referee friends the other night, and we were talking about, you know, as you said, you know, we're all, you know, missing the wrestling shows. You know, we're having to cancel our wrestling shows because of the virus and everything. You know, we were, uh, my referee was, friend was talking about, you know, how the promoters are really going to have to step up and, you know, try to start planning in this downtime. What can they do to make their first show back just, you know, really good for the fans? And I mean, what is your, in, what is your take on that? What is your suggestion? What, what, what could promoters or, even wrestlers be doing just to start planning, you know, to hopefully come back soon. What do you think they should be working on as far as, you know, trying to get that first show ready to go once we're able to start having wrestling shows again? Well, that's a good question. Um, well, for myself, and I'll only answer for myself, again, since I don't go to the ring and I'm the promoter and I know this business from A to Z behind the scenes, is that I'm ready to go tomorrow. The thing about it is I usually like a two- to three-week window <clears throat> on advertising in certain areas, but the least amount of days I liked it before I could do a show and do it successfully would be 30 days. But the areas that I work in, um, West Virginia, Virginia primarily, I've already established uh, venues and I've established uh, wrestlers, storylines, and a fan base. The fan base, all, and that's, I'm just speaking for myself at the moment, Granny, but the bottom line is um, other promoters, if you've been watching the Internet with the explosion of professional wrestling over the last year to two years, and you've seen it on the main scale and you've seen it on the um, Internet for the independent circuit, um, if they know what they're doing and they've worked this thing correctly, Within as soon as they get a green light, within 30 days, they should be having their. their I'm already got mine lined up. It's just as the quarantine, as the quarantine um, expires, you can start doing the shows. So I've still got my shows on the books, but as the quarantine continues, I'll start taking one off. But under the table wise, my shows are still on for the future. So I just start taking them away. As I have to, I'm just not promoting them right now. But it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think people are gonna want to come back out and get into the arenas right away. I think they're tired of being at home. I think this is a very serious situation we've been involved in. I think we're getting a lot of mixed media. Um, I don't mix my politics with my businesses. I just think that you know we just have to play it by ear, day to day, and. Um, as far as a promoter goes, you got to know your business. And I know the pro wrestling business, and people are hungry for it. I think what the WWE is doing on TV, as far as the studio wrestling, is pretty cool. I don't like some of the wrestlers right now. I don't like some of the talent. I think the people that they got rid of deserve to be let loose. I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean it from an economic and financial standpoint of the business. Um but the independent scene with promoters is a tough deal. Um, budgets are very small. Um, getting the mainstream people who are WWE or AEW fans through the door is tough because 
they don't view independent wrestlers as they do WWE superstars. So it's a tough business. It's a tough call. But as far as mine goes, for me speaking about me, I'm ready to go tomorrow. I'm hot to trot, and I'm ready to get it on. Well, I know as a, as a fan, I know as a fan, I have been having serious wrestling withdrawals, not being able to go to my shows because right. I love I love doing what I do. I've been told, I've been thanked by wrestlers, by the promoters. Hey, Granny, thanks for being here. You know, it was an amazing sure. show because you were here to help. I mean, I, I, I mean, I would not want to be a promoter. I mean, ever. I would not want to be a booker. I would not be a pr- promoter. I'm not a wrestler, but I've been threatened, been thrown in the ring a few times. <laughs> but, sure. You know. But I love, but I love doing what I do as a fan, and I try to make it fun. I try to make it fun for the other fans too, because if I have somebody there that I've never seen before, and maybe this is their first time, and they don't know who to boo, who to cheer for, I said, just watch Granny. I'll show you who to, you know. And I've been told that I am very, that I, I'm very influential. What I do with the way I interact with the wrestlers, because I can. I mean, and I, I'm very humble because I I take the compliments that I get. I had one of my very good wrestling friends tell me on my Facebook page one day. He actually posted this on my Facebook page. He said, you know, it's funny when you get a better pop and you are more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. And I've had this gimmick name for 20-plus years right. that I have because I – and a, and a co-worker gave me this name just because I love wrestling and I never thought it would ever stick with me and to this day I'm still you know I'm granny to all my wrestling and I'm not related to any of them but they're my family and I'm and I miss them so I'll be glad when we can get back to going to shows again that's awesome you know the fans are the fans are huge huge part of the show um, just like you're saying, and it's not just the every, it's not just the wrestlers that are part of the show. I mean, the whole makeup. If you go, and I just use a WWE event as a, an example. If you go to a WWE event, you know everybody's involved, and that's what you try and teach wrestlers. I've had wrestling schools. I've taught wrestlers. I've trained guys. Um, I know you probably say, well, how do you train guys when you never gotten in the ring? Well, it's real easy. I mean, you know, first off, you hire somebody who's really good, but then you know the business and you work through them. But uh, it's um, definitely there. Here's the thing about professional wrestling, and here's why Vince can run the shows you're seeing on TV right now, and then people say, well, the WWE is not an essential product. Well, it's debatable, but I can tell you this: I can't stand watching a couple of these on these TV shows right now on TV since we've been quarantined and this, that, and the other. I mean, TV's starting to become boring, so at least we're getting some live storyline type activity from wrestling and really what they're doing is nothing that wasn't done 30 years ago when it was done in studios across territories and what wrestling did was it was in it was in territories at the time and it was in studios and they had about 50 people in there so right now what you have is just you don't have the people and so they're selling it but some of the talent is very very stale WWE's talent's very stale. I'm not a big Drew McIntyre fan. I just watched that match a few moments ago on Raw, and I just think, you know, he's going to be there for a cup of coffee for a little bit for his first champion. I think he's revolved as a worker. I can't see him as a main eventer. I can't see him selling out arenas. But I mean, he's a good worker. But 
I'm just not like it was a terrible way to end Raw tonight, and uh, some of the talent needs to be be you know groomed a little bit more. But you're gonna see. I a mean, lot that of seems to be a trend with WWE lately, though. What, what, I mean, that? they don't you know the, the terrible endings and terrible storylines and the creative team and all that. Well, there's, you got to remember. They've switched from doing things where they were doing them in arenas with all these with all this big setup to a studio. So there's going to be a no, lot. No, I'm talking right the last couple of years. I mean, like the last five years or so. Well, I mean, you know, look, they do what they do, and Vince does what he does. But the thing is, you know, they have good talent, then they don't. But like, yeah, I agree because some of these guys are just not. Like, I don't know, Kofi was the champion for a while. I think he's a great talent, but he's not really a heavyweight champion, you know? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot. There's some things missing in wrestling, but there's not. I mean, right now, this is one of the greatest runs in professional wrestling you you guys are ever going to witness in the history of it. Mm. Uh, That's probably true. Keith our guest here. We got about 18 minutes here with Keith. uh, Big Swing, did you have uh, did you have another question or? Uh, can well, I, uh, go I, I was just going to say from a from a promoter standpoint, um, from a promoter standpoint, looking at you know what we were just talking about, um, do you feel like something like like okay, a lot of people talk about the Attitude Era. Some people who are total wrestling marks uh, hate it. They think it was you know stupid and degrading and and whatever. But then some people are like, oh, my God, that was the best thing ever, and, you know, made wrestling and yada, yada, yada. Um, do, you, do you feel from a promoter standpoint that something that you need that little extra edginess and that kick to it, or do you like promoting the sport itself and, and having people come in to watch, you know, the, the athleticism of it, or do you feel like, you know, the, the extra stuff is needed? No, I mean, I mean, you have to have the athleticism by any means. I mean, look at two of the greatest spots in this business in the last year, the two years. So just if my time frame's off, help spare me, okay? Right. Cody Rhodes coming off the cage, okay? Number one, yeah. And number two, Shane McMahon coming off the cage, okay? Now. Here's why, like, I can't stand Gronkowski being in the wrestling business. Pro wrestling doesn't need Rob Gronkowski. Football I, I don't like him either. I hate him. Yeah, exactly. So listen, it's just pro wrestling. We don't need Gronkowski. He needs us. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is, the spots, the athleticism, the attitude era, the sexual overtones that Vince ran with Sable and all those type of things. Baby, greatest history in professional wrestling. You can't duplicate it, but you come back and you spin these things back around. See, professional wrestling is getting favoritism right now, whereas Major League Baseball isn't going to, the NFL isn't going to, those crybabies at the NBA, they're not going to get it. So, wrestling fans, like Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant says all the time, are the greatest fans in the world. It doesn't matter where they're at. And the reason why they're the greatest fans in the world is because they're loyal. Mm. And That is true. I don't care. Wrestling fans are super loyal. Here's the thing. I don't care what you feed them. Because like J.J. Dillon wrote in his book, it's the title of his book, Wrestlers are like seagulls because you can feed them anything. 
Okay, I think right now we're lucky to get what we're getting. We're still getting some storyline activities from all different wrestling. You know, the top, the, the top, the top businesses. Okay, they're still feeding us. They didn't think about themselves. They've trimmed the fat because see, Vince, <clears throat> Vince is the greatest. You, you, listen, anybody that's alive that's experienced the Vince McMahon era, period, you just witnessed P.T. Barnum beyond. See, Vince is the best. He's still he's he, you can say he's all money hungry and he's all about the dollar because he is because he has to watch the bottom lines, but the bottom line is he's making sure that the fans get fed. Okay, I don't care if he's doing a movie with the Undertaker and AJ or however the hell he's doing it. He's a genius and he is he is getting keeping the business over and the fans wet. It's great, but it's a little wonky on some avenues. But you got to look at it for what it's going to be. That's that's awesome. I I love the way that uh, I love the way that you said that. We have uh, Keith Crock is our guest here. We have uh, well, we have about fourteen minutes here with Keith. I'm going to ask you some uh, you know hard hitting questions, and you know I'll understand if you know you don't want to answer them. I'll understand that. But before we do that, uh, so uh, we uh, so you so we got time to get this in. Uh, if our fans wanted to uh, you know check you out and see what you're doing, you guys got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a Snapchat. What do you got? Yeah, I got all that stuff. We got uh, but the best way to really catch me is uh, go on Facebook. I got a couple things going on. I've got Pro Wrestling Middle Atlantic on Facebook. You just go to Facebook and look up Pro Wrestling Middle Atlantic. Go to Facebook and you look. You can look up myself, Ryan Keith Crockett McBride, and you can go to Facebook and pick up Tiger Valley Wrestling Federation. Of course, uh, you know, one of those is my personal page, and the other two are all business. But uh, you can catch me anywhere there or see what we got going on. And, uh, you know, we're just like in uh, airplane mode right now, just sitting here chilling like a villain, flying around, waiting until we get the clearance to land because we're ready to rock and roll for a wrestling action. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that, you know, with all the with all the stuff going on with the coronavirus, and uh, we hope things normalize, you know, before, you know, before too long. Um but uh, when was your next scheduled show, or when is your next scheduled show? Well, we've got one lined up for June 19th, and today's only, uh, well, I was just checking out the Rob Van Dam 420 thing live a little while ago, having a little 420 ah. with, the, with, the, with, the, with RVD, and that was pretty cool. But uh, so today's 420, and the happy 420 to all you cats out there. And um, so uh, my next show is still scheduled for June 19th. So, you know, right now we're still looking at two months off. So that's in West Virginia, and they've had a lesser volume of the corona cases. And, you know, with some of the talk of things being let uh, that are going to be eased up possibly on restrictions for, you know, uh, independent work and promotions like we have compared to Vince and what he does with the WWE, um, if they if we get a green light by May – 15th I'll still try to do the June 19th show I mean because the well, guys if are they still tell working. you if they tell you that you have to do something similar to what WWE is doing now where you can have the show but no fans in attendance are you still going to go forward with it or do you want the, the people there well here's the thing um I mean I'm already looking into doing that so it's it's kind of a okay. hard deal it's already a hard deal to do 
at our level. See, I mean, you know, you look, it's no secret. Vince is very well connected. Vince is connected to the president. The president's a, hall, a WWE Hall of Famer. Okay, so, you know, Vince is going to get a whole lot, be able to do a whole lot more things than, of course, we can at our level. But mm-hmm. we do have some connections in some of the towns where we run, and we have communicated to the town's um, politicians that we like to take our venues and try to do a Facebook Live type gimmick thing like that. And uh, just to get out to our fans, you know, and give the fans, you know, some more action. But it's a little tough right now, so you can't buck the system because, you know, it's pretty tight. But it would be a cool deal. But, you know, Vince is uh, he's still keeping us wet with all his activity. It's good. Now, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you mentioned your show was uh, June 19th. And what we'd like to do uh, is that that show does happen, we hope it does. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever your next show is, we would like to, uh, uh, promote it for you. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it on the, uh, on our show the, the week before, the month before, whatever, uh, just keep us posted on that. And then we'll, uh, um, we'll do that. Uh, I did send you a little extra message on messenger there. If you could, uh, uh, anything you can do to help us with that, we'd appreciate it. But, I'll, yeah, I'll take um, care of you guys. I'll take care of you guys on that stuff. I, I got your message, and uh, the big thing is, you know, we were running storylines and some things, but I do a lot of. I like to when I do a wrestling event. I mean, it's not just an independent show. I kind of like to have some special things going on there. But we got some really good stuff going on in August. Like, you know, hopefully the, all this stuff will be cleared up by then because we got uh, several county fairs that we're going to be at, you know, in West Virginia. And then um, the big thing we have is we got a street fight. Whereas the town of Elkins is gonna, it's a small old town and it's really cool. They're gonna, they're, and that's where I've ran most of my shows. That between Mill Creek and up in that 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 little valley area, because there's a great fan base of old school wrestling up in there. And uh, basically, um, we're gonna rope off three blocks, and the town is putting on the show for them, the city, and it'll be a free show. But we're gonna do a old school street fight and put the ring right in the middle of the street. And it's a free show for the whole entire area. Nice. So, uh, so will it kind of be like um, I don't know, kind of like uh, like Road Wild was that you know, like they had surges, kind of like you know, everybody can like stuff like that, something like that. It's not going to be so much as like they can just pull up because I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a beautiful little town, and uh, the way we got it set up is, you know, they'll probably have to park, you know, a few blocks away and just walk up, you know, this, that, and the other. But it could definitely accommodate a lot of people, and you know, that's just that's just one of the many things I like to do. Every time I do a show, I want a theme. Every time I have a show, I want something special to go along with it. I just don't want an independent show, but I also don't bring in Rob Gronkowski's or other gimmick people that don't have anything to do with professional wrestling. I despise it because. Professional wrestling is professional wrestling. There's so many great workers. There's so many great talents between the referee and the ring announcer and everybody. There's so much great talent. You can't degrade it by bringing in a moron like Rob Gronkowski. Well, you know, and uh, you know, there's one, there's one uh, guy in the wrestling roster. I kind of want to get your opinion on this, and you guys probably know where I'm going with this. But there's one guy on the, on the wrestling roster that I just uh, do not like, and it's. Uh, it is uh, Kevin Owens. What is your opinion on Kevin Owens? Well, here's the thing. It's good that you don't like him because it's good to not like guys in the wrestling business. It's good to have heels and faces in everything in life, okay? And you could go – you could find heels and faces in everything. But as far as Kevin Owens goes, you got to – I mean, listen, 
This is what's great about pro wrestling. It's like NASCAR. Hey, buddy, I'm a Jeff Gordon fan. Well, Jeff Gordon sucks. Who are you? I'm a Mark Martin fan. Mark Martin sucks. But it's the same thing with professional wrestling. You know, people like Roman Reigns, he's God, you know. Then people say, oh, Roman yeah. Reigns sucks. I like John Cena. You know, and that's the way it goes. But as far as Kevin Owens goes, <laughs> you got to give him a lot of credit. Again, everybody in this business, right up to The Undertaker, is a fan. Everybody, including Vince. Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody's a fan. Kevin Owens started out as a fan, like Mick Foley started out as a fan. And Kevin Owens has graduated, and he's really done a good job. And I'll tell you why I like him. He's hard knocks. He's an average guy you would find working on a UPS truck, okay, who's come off the truck and got into the professional wrestling business. And it gives more legitimacy to the business of letting other guys know that, hey, I don't have to have this Dolph Ziggler body, which is nothing wrong with, to get into the wrestling business. And Kevin Owens has got a good gift for Gab. Like, I'll be honest with you, he's a better champion than Drew McIntyre. Like, I'd have Drew well, McIntyre on the roster because he's a great talent. And when you go on those European tours, you got to have the Drew McIntyres for Europe, and you got to have, you know, the uh, whole type of Euro- Europe cast. Okay, but Kevin Owens would be a better champion right now. He can no, draw a lot. And I've been, telling, I've been telling Icon that if you – when he's when he's a heel character, which Kevin Owens has been most of the time in his career, um, if he's a heel and you hate him, that means he's doing his job. He's doing what he's right. supposed and to be doing. Like You're it. supposed to hate him, you know. Okay. So look, yeah. Listen, I, I I don't I don't really like to use the word hate so much is because I can't really. There's only a couple wrestlers, and I'm not going to name their names, who I could say that I hate, and I mean literally, I could piss on them. Okay. Oh wow. And there's one of them that's really huge, who I could piss on him every time I see him on the. On the internet, woo with my challenge, woo! He's so full of shit, okay. And I mean, I'm just getting sick of him. But I can't really say I hate any of them. But that's what draws us to the business. We get to escape the coronavirus for a minute, and we get to hate somebody else other than this shit. And then we get to, you know, we get to hate or we get to love. You know what I'm saying? Like when when New Day comes out. You know, it just makes you uh, I wasn't like, a big fan of them. I thought they were corny. Well, here's the thing. Again, you got to remember. You got to appeal to all the fans out there, and you got to have a yep. whole cast of characters for the circus. Okay? And as far as the circus goes for wrestling, they're they are a great fit for what they do. And, yeah. But there's, then again, you're not a big fan of them. But then again, you, when they do get their ass kicked, you're, you're like, yeah, kick that ass. Because like every time Samuel L. Jackson dies in a movie, I scream, hell yeah. Kill that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. That's right. Hey, kill him again. I watched I watch, I watch Skull Island just so I could watch him blow himself up a couple more times. Uh, yeah, I hear you. No, but Kevin Owens is a great talent. You got to remember, he's 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 a, he's he's dedicated to the business, and uh, he's he's not as special with the body, but he knows how to work it like Mick Foley did. Uh, uh, Keith, Keith, uh, uh, Keith is our guest here. We we got about uh, three minutes here left with uh, our buddy here. Uh, so, you know, with uh, all this. You know stuff going on. You know, uh, and you have a lot of guys on. The, how, how many guys do you have on your roster? 
Well, here's the thing about me. Back in the day, you would call my promotion an outlaw promotion because I don't believe in, like, carrying a bunch of the same people all the time. I also, like, believe in uh, rotating my talent. You go, to this, you go to a town eight times a year. If you go there with a few of the same people, it's okay. But you got to rotate them, and you got to have new talent because the people want to see that. And then you got to bring them back again when they're good. And see, here's the problem with independent wrestlers. They haven't been groomed over the years to understand what that process really is. And then they get pissed off. Hey, you're not putting me on your next show. Well, brother, I got to rotate things. They don't want to see you every time. You, you know, the, the fans want to see something different. When they go to a movie, you want to see a different movie. You might see more action or the same action, but they want to see yeah. different characters. And you got to have different characters in an independent show. Uh, yeah, unless I've, the I've person the is same, so over, the same guys like Stone Cold was. What's that? Well, well, I said unless the person, which is rare in independent wrestling, but unless the person is so over, like Stone Cold in '98 to '99, or like The Rock was in 2000 to whatever, then they could they they could have a whole show full of them, and the fans would have loved it. But um, but yeah, very rarely do you get somebody that's that over. I don't think we're gonna see somebody that's that gets that kind of pop any any time again. Any, no, anyway. no, that's, that's what you're seeing right now is that. Okay, Cena's pretty. Cena's pretty much. He's going to be around, but he's pretty much done as the guy who's going to take it to the next level. You need. You need a guy like The Rock. You need who's got. I mean, he's. He's got the whole package. Stone Cold. You know those guys. You got to the Undertaker. I mean, God bless him. Okay, he's he's ran his course too. Okay, they they can only keep bringing him back for so many times. Okay, but that's what the thing about Vince is in this business. You got to be out here. Finding the new talent and rotating it. And I'm not being mean, but if you look at the people that they just let go, they really needed to go. And uh, Rusev was one of them. So, uh, he needed to go, too. Uh, he, he needed to go also. He, that Russian character crap is done. It's yeah. done. But it's done. And, and, and he kind of got about. backed into a corner with it. I mean, that's pretty much all anybody saw him as. And I mean, Lana. Lana was able to go from having a heavy Eastern European accent to being like normal now because she's a hot chick, and guys don't. The guys will forgive that. They don't care. But with him, he was kind of he was kind of pushed into the corner with that character. And when he stopped doing it, it was it was just didn't work. Let me just say this real quick because I know we're running out of time, or you know, I got all the yeah. time in the world. But you guys got the show. The women's yeah. division, maybe I can come back and talk to y'all some more. I'll come back anytime oh, you want me. Yeah, please have me back. But the women's division right now, the WWE and across the board, like in Ring of Honor, it's kind of weak. But then you get to the AEW, it's, it's a little bit better. But all in all, Charlotte Flair, one of the best in the business. Ric Flair rides on her coattail now. She doesn't ride on his. He's the father of Charlotte Flair, not the other way around. Mm. Right, exactly. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we uh, we've just about out of time. And real quick here, uh, we uh, uh, one other thing I'll, I will ask you real quick here. Uh, you know, you mentioned you know you got you got uh, a few cool guys on your roster. Maybe uh, you can uh, hook us up with them, and then uh, we can have them on our show as well. And uh, we'd uh, we'd love you to do that for us as well. Well, look, guys. I mean, I really appreciate y'all reaching out to me. I'm always available for your show. I'm just a guy who puts on things and does it behind the scenes. I never go out. Like I said, the last show I looked like a dirty bum because I was so doing things behind the scenes, and I and that's the way I just run things because I got to make sure everything goes down for the fans. But anytime you need some legends or you want some of the independent circuit worker guys, I mean, you know, whatever you guys need, just give me a holler and I'll make it happen. 
I appreciate it, bud. Thank you so much. And I'll send y'all a few things in the mail, too, and I appreciate y'all reaching out to me. Awesome. You're cool. Thanks, buddy. All right. Hey, Icon, Granny Hulkster, love you guys. Otto Von Clutch and the Big Smoke. Thanks for being on with us tonight. And you. All right. Awesome, guys. All right. So well, we got a couple minutes to fill. Uh, for those of you who are listening live, uh, we do appreciate making us part of your evening. Um, we are going to go a little bit over. So if this does cut off on you, um, then obviously, you know, hey, at, give it about, quick, give it about 20, 20, 25 minutes or so to, to render basically afterwards. And then you can listen to the, uh, to the remainder that you right. missed. You just got to let it load uh, on the site. Real quick but, here. I want to let everybody know who's coming on next week. Tara Cameron, uh, she's going to be fun. Uh, we have Wendy Rochelle Witten. Uh, I can't wait to talk to her. Uh, she uh, uh, She's out there in Florida, and uh, she's a wrestling valet, and uh, she's appeared at a couple WrestleManias. And she also runs uh, the Daytona rest, uh, Wrestling, the Daytona, Ra- uh, Daytona Racing Track. So uh, we're going to have fun with her. And we're going to have a co- uh, comedian, Brian Swinehart, with us. Uh, he's got a documentary he's doing uh, about wrestling. Uh, so... Uh, uh, I actually met him uh, at a show he did, uh, and uh, the icon was sitting in the front row, the first table, and boy, did he have some fun with me. And now I get to have a little payback. He doesn't know that yet, but that's what's going to happen. So uh, that's what we got going on next week. So, that's awesome. icon, I, I have a little treat. What's um, up? What's up? I have a little treat for us, and for those of you who are listening, um, you know, a little salesman action. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a reason to, you know, wait the 20 minutes afterwards and, and listen to the rest of the show after it goes off the air live. Uh, Otto, try not to get your blood pressure up too much, uh, but I do I have like somebody that. very special on with us. And um, to end off the show, it is uh, somebody that you know very well uh, who, who goes by the name of Tombstone Jesus is on with us. What? Yep. What's up? Hello, can you, can you hear me? Oh, I oh, can hear you. Oh, we got you loud and clear. Oh. Why did, did you I get do that this money I sent you? You, I got the money that you sent me, and Bullshit. you know what? Just I ain't because... never sent you a penny, and I ain't never gonna. Oh, don't oh. you lie to me, you sob. <laughs> you hey, are Icon, a lot of people child support. How you guys doing, support. Granny B? Uh, I'm doing, doing good. good. Uh, the way I understand it, you sent them some money, but it was sent postage due. <laughs> yes, yes, and and, and it was in. Uh, what's going on with the tap, Junior? He it, he sent it, it in Native American wampum. There ain't no hold up with the test. The thing that's happening is this whole pandemic has kind of thrown everything up. I sent the DNA in. You already know it, man, because I was looking through some boxes, and I've seen some things that I feel are going to really spark a little uh, trigger in your head. Because you know what? There's some things that I have, some memorabilia from when I was young that you are going to remember when you see them. Oh, is that right? Oh, that is right. And things like that. And there's other kids. I know you are an SOB of a father. You probably have children all across the United States. 
Watch your mouth, Junior. That's all I can say. And again, you know, I figured I'd hear some news on the DNA yet. Look, I'm going to give you some credit where credit is due. Guys, we had a knockdown drag out, and the kid definitely hits like he could be my son. But he acts like a freaking idiot. And if it turns out to be my boy, we got a lot of back discipline coming. And, you know, I can't wait for this virus to get over just so I can get my hands on him again. <laughs> little, 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 little backhand action he needs, huh? Oh, well, he I'm needs some more. He needs some more <gasps> That's for sure. Well, I'm going to shake Tombstone. his head. Um, so, you, you see, Tombstone, um, I got a, uh, I got something else for you. Uh, and, and Otto, I don't know what this is. Um, and and I don't know who it is, and I don't know any of that. Um. But I, I do have a couple people on here, and I know that always what? gets interesting. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I don't know. This oh, could very now, now. We had a now Tombstone. We had a fan call in last week who knew Otto. He knew all of them, of course. He lived out in California, and he called in, and he and actually legitimately was a a fan who wanted to ask questions. So that's right. why I'm I'm curious. So I, this could be, or it could not be. Um, but, but we'll see. So, all right. So I have, I have two numbers on, uh, we're going to go to, to this one first. Uh, the other one's been on hold a little longer, but this is, this is the area code that I recognize. So, so Carla, what's up? Um, you are on, you should have heard unmuted on your phone there. Am I on my daddy? Yeah, yes. Yes, you on. You're on. Hello. This is your baby girl. Oh, my Lord. What Look, the lady, hell is this? I remember. Oh, my hell. You must be stalking me. You know, I ain't talked to my other wannabe child for months now. I get on here one time, and you're here stalking me? Good Lord, I, I need to get a restraining I order on this you. woman. Icon, I... what is behind this? <laughs> I have well, no idea. Daddy, to come and see Otto, me. what is behind this? Look, I honey, know. you're not you. my little girl. Let, this let coronavirus is just another. Talk. I may have been in Virginia in 1980. Let the lady speak. Let the lady speak. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Hold on. Dad, let the lady hold speak. Yeah, hold on a second. The last time she was on, she insulted me. And I didn't appreciate it. And I can tell you, obviously, in her family, cousins can marry. Well, I think she's related to Otto, but I'm not, no, I know she's no. not related to me. My sister? Now, wait God. one second. Now, wait one second. Wait one second here, guys. We got about we got about 90 seconds left of the live on air. If you want to hear the remainder of this Maury show, uh, you know, that this has turned into... Uh, you can listen afterwards, download the episode and whatnot. Daddy, I told now. you I need you then, and I need you now more than ever. Now, now, Tombstone, or, or Baby Tombstone, or Miss Miss Tombstone, I'm not going to call you Miss Jesus, that sounds weird, but, but Miss Tombstone, <laughs> I, I'm going to put you on mute for one quick Miss second. Tombstone. One, one quick second, weird. I'm going to put you on mute, because I have, I do have a caller on uh, from a different area code. Uh, who's been on hold since midway through our last interview? Not quite sure who no this is. No more children. I, who's I, this? I, I have with you, man. I have no idea. It is uh, <laughs> it is a six six one area code, uh, which is from 
Let's see. Pull up my sources here. 661. Oh, that's California as well. Kern. Come on. Let's hear them. Yeah, 661. You're on. Well, for my first thing I have to say is, Otto von Klutz, you're a bum. What? Why do you want to be Tombstone's son? You're- he is my father. I know he's my dad. We have the same blood. We have the same mannerisms. Who the hell do you think you are to come on you, our show? You, you're being carried by Maverick and second of all Tombstone. We're, we're, how are you a champion if you're a two and two against Otto von Klutz? He's the Cleveland Browns of independent wrestling. Nobody wants to sign him. He's worse than Johnny Manziel at the draft. You know what? You better watch your mouth. I don't know who this look, guy is. Look, Me and my dude, father would whoop your ass any day. I'm pretty sure this is the caller who called in last week, Icon. Uh, he sounds similar in the or not Icon rather, excuse me, Otto. Uh, sounds similar to to the voice uh, from last week. Um, the fan who called in. Yeah. So I guess we better we both have stalkers. So wait a minute. Is this a fan? I I guess yes. so, Dad. I don't know who the hell this guy is. Otto, you don't have any fans. You suck, Otto. Oh, you just you wow. you, 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 you call in every single week. You call in every single week, and you you stalk me. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm sorry, but I don't know who you are, bro. But you freaking you, annoying. Did, did Man, you I'm going to talk to my dad. I see some of your points, but not all of them, all right? And if yeah, really I'm trying to talk to my father here, damn it. We so have a family issue happening. Shut your damn call her real quick. Hey, don't ever uh, bother six, again. You want to talk I'm going to put 661 six, on mute fine. real quick. Because I, I do have to kind of re, re, you know, kind of rein this in a little bit. Uh, 661, I'm going to put you on mute. You're still on the line, though, so you don't have to hang up. Uh, I'm going to put really quickly, I want a concise answer as to what you want or what you require. Now this is this is this is baby tombstone here. This is a tombstone's alleged <clears throat> daughter. Uh what this exactly is my are you looking for from your father? Otto's alleged sister. Let's hear it. Okay, you don't mind, sister. Daddy. Daddy, you there? Yes, I'm he's here. here. Daddy, I have somebody I have somebody that needs to talk to you, Daddy. Somebody real important. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Who is this? Hi, Grandpa. What the heck? Are you kidding me? What the heck? (laughs) All right. Now, how old is this little one? told is the young lady on the phone is Tombstone's daughter and the other one she, she on the called phone. In last time from, wait, she called in last wait. time from Beaver, West Virginia. No, wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. This. That one that one is Tombstone's daughter. The other one we were just introduced to, I'm being told, is actually Otto's daughter. What the? Come uh, on. This, dude, what's going now on I'm here? I'm starting to see a link. TJ, no, right. uh-uh. I don't know what's going right. on, Dad. Don't listen Lisa to all Donald this. Donald has something going on with his own sister, and I ain't related to either of these Hell two. Hell no. Yes, Hell it's no. Well, it is from West Virginia. You know how they get down in West Virginia. So I'm not um, going to deny that I haven't been there. in Beaver, West Virginia. I will not deny that, okay? So you have but been there. I've been in Beaver in about every but state Grandpa? in this country. Come on. Okay? You got to come. 
What the so, heck is, no. oh so my here's Lord. what we're going to do. I you know, where are you those, getting these people? And what well, are you yeah. you, uh, a lot of these people calling in reminds me of two things. Reminds me of Winner and Justin Bieber. They're cute for a while, but then need to go back to fucking Canada. That's yeah, right. So, <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. For those of well, you who are listening, for those of you who are listening, stay tuned listening. Um, well, actually, you can't be listening. So those of you who, who got cut off on the live show, uh, I hope you do enjoy this. We are going to keep you on the hook here like a, like a worm dangling in front of a fish. Uh, I don't have a whole bunch of time remaining, so I am going to cut um, Baby Jesus off here for a minute. Thank um, you. And the, Thank la- you. And the last, the last caller I'm going to do, and we're going to have Just two more segments here. Too. We're going to have we're going to have 661 number. Is there one final thing you would like to say to Otto Von Klutsch uh, before we get off the air here? Yeah, Otto, did you get did you get that flaming bag of dog poop that I left on your porch? Oh, you're so you don't you wish you you know you don't have the money to come over to Catalina Island, you dipshit. I wish you freaking you know what? If you do come onto my island, bro, if you come onto my family's island, we're gonna whoop your ass. So don't you ever call in again and be saying these stupid little <laughs> jokes. Otto, I don't know who the hell island. you are. Think you are? You can't the, even beat you, Otto. You can't even win a match without Maverick. Dude, no. what Maverick wishes he had a career like me. Maverick has never traveled the world like how I'm doing. So you know what? Don't you call it. I'm trying to talk to my go, father. You need to go to Utah like your father and get yourself a couple more let me, let me and all 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 Thank you. Thank you for that, caller. So now now we've got that established. So we've got we 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 we've got a illegitimate daughter and an illegitimate granddaughter. Now we've got an Autobahn clutch stalker who likes to leave flaming poop bags. Final segment here. Um, while all that was going on, I heard Tombstone rambling in the background something about Maverick. What, what was that? Well, Maverick is definitely, if Otto's my son, Maverick's the little, uh, oh. little shit that was a bad influence on him. Don't say that about my best friend. For, I got some okay. bad ass kickings coming for Maverick, too. Now, as far as uh, everybody wants to be a part of the family, okay? And and I I understand how that is. Go ahead. Well, before before you continue, uh, just a couple things. Uh, Are are you hoping uh, for uh, Father's Day this year uh, that Otto gets you a card that says, uh, Happy Father's Day, I'm not your son? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm banking on. But that ain't gonna way, happen. I I'd, I'd have known by now. You know what I mean? And 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 when this virus gets over, um, this needs to get cleared up because you know I've been waiting to buy a brand new pickup. Because I got to be honest with you guys, I don't know if I'm going to be paying Otto's mom twenty grand or thirty grand or whatever it is. You know, Otto needs to be come with it. Everybody wants to be a member of the family, and I get it. You know. And I'm going to say, Otto, he, he, he hits like a mule. He hits like a Mack truck. I want to tell you, know boy, Dad. Whoa, I will whoa, whoa. send him some money, but he's going to be getting ass kicked either way. And that's I what I can't it, wait for Devotion it, Championship it, Wrestling, this virus to be over. Guys, we got our own TV show now. It's, it's written by Vince Russo. Otto, I don't know if you've told those guys that. No, I haven't. Now you have. Written by Vince Russo. You know, this is the Attitude Era we're listening to. And Vince writes the show. 
And uh, I can't well, wait know, for I'll this to be you, over so this can here. get handled. Go ahead. Real quick, real quick here. Uh, I'd like to know what the hell, why the hell Vince won't come on my show. That's my question. Maybe you could find that out. You know, maybe I need someone, to put a word in for you. I would like that. And you know, someone also mentioned that, uh, you know, how you had time to wrestle with all the fraternity suits. And I told him it wasn't fraternity suits; it was parking tickets. <laughs> Come yeah. on. So, so Icon, honestly, that would be awesome if we could get Vince Russo. There's so many questions um, that I, I would love to ask him about uh, my favorite time period of wrestling, which our show was named after, the Attitude Era. Uh, I, I also would like to get, if possible, just if anything, to get Icon's blood pressure up a little bit, and that is to get Jim Cornette. But um, not at the same time as Russo, because neither one of us will be able to get a uh, word in edgewise. Um, but, but yeah, there's a lot of bigger names from the promoting aspect or writing aspect I would like to get. However, um, what we're going to do here is tombstone. It was great to hear from you again, as much as Otto doesn't enjoy it. Uh, it was great to hear from you again. Um, and hopefully, hopefully when devotion does turn back up, uh, hopefully we can, you can put it in Vince Russo's ear for me. And then this would be a favor that I think all of us from the show would be asking for when devotion does open back up. Cause I think the independent is going to open up a little bit quicker in terms of having fans there and stuff than, than WWE is. Um, could you perhaps get a tombstone Jesus Otto Von clutch match? Okay. Uh, sponsored and brought to you by, the Attitude Era Live, and uh, possibly, you know, what? That's, you know, that's the that is the last of his worries right now. He had his freaking daughter that I believe is not even nothing to do with what I'm doing with him because that's my damn dad. He has more kids. He should be freaking stressing right now. That's all I know. Fuck. He seems Junior, pretty right every, You ought to know this. Everybody wants to be a part of my family. Now, guys, as far as the Boshi Championship Wrestling goes, get on YouTube. Um, you can see when Vince joins up and becomes a part of it. And we're on the CW30 out here in Utah. we got a show on TV every Saturday. And then they get put on YouTube the following Wednesday. <clears throat> so there's like four or five episodes on there. You can actually go into the archives, and you can see me and Otto's whole deal from beginning to end. And so you guys go get on YouTube while the quarantine's going on. You you wrestling fans out there Tane, get caught up to speed and then I agree with you I think the indie shows are going to go first and uh, I just can't wait to get this thing handled my wife, the queen uh, they had it out him and Otto's mom, I mean you guys want to talk about Jerry Springer, it happened in the ring and, uh, and my you know queen's pissed I know Otto's mom's pissed and we got an intergender tag match to finish up I, I definitely want to. I definitely want to hear about that. I definitely want to get it promoted, uh, and I definitely want to get it get it to happen again. Um, I also would like to talk to Maverick as well. Uh, I haven't heard from him in a while, so we have a lot of things we a lot of things to do here. We have obviously our guests every week. We have our ongoing storyline. Now, we for those of you who may not have listened to the show, we've had wrestlers come on and have storylines here before. Obviously, Icon, you remember the whole boyfriend kick in the face situation and whatnot. We've had wrestlers who have had matches against each other that have come on and done shoots against each other and things like well, that. So we've done this yeah, before. 
and think about this. So the interesting thing about that is she wasn't even supposed to be. She wasn't even supposed to be on at all. I didn't even know anything about it. Oh, are you talking about the crazy lady? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's what happens when so, you're live. Freaking oh, psycho. shit, guys. I got to tell you, man, be ready for anything on the attitude area. And, and again, that, that's coming out of Virginia, right? I mean, West so that uh, kind of shows you Tombstone and Otto, my son, have somewhat of a following, and it's, and it's worldwide. And, uh, nice. you know, I love being on the show, guys. And I'd love to yeah. see if we could get Vince on here as well. Right. And, uh, and I, uh, like I say, I'm just chomping at the bit for the virus to be done so I can get back in the ring. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, if you can hook us up with uh, Vince Russo, uh, you know, even if we have to, you know, give a little financial whatever, uh, I'm willing to do that. You know, and let him know that we would dedicate a whole show to him. Uh, you know, we set it up far in advance so we could do it. Uh, but I also want to let people know that this is the Attitude Era Live. Uh, we have we have a lot of independent wrestlers. We've had a lot of a lot of legendary wrestlers, but uh, we have uh, we've also had our share of adult stars. Because if you guys remember, Attitude Era Live had a, a, a lot of adult themes, and we're trying to go Absolutely. along with that. Uh, we are going to be having uh, the four top uh, anchors from Naked News on this program. Coming Can't wait. In, in nice. About, uh, about a month and a half or so. Uh, the Can we make that show on Skype? <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and, and you know, just um, based on based on what I'm hearing, Icon, don't let them uh, anywhere in the same room as Tombstone here because you know you don't need any more kids. Yeah. But anyway, so. We do gotta cut it though. We do gotta cut it though, just because I am running over a little bit, and it is uh, it is gonna cut me here in the next couple minutes. So, um, but but it's always great to hear from you guys. Uh, would love to get Vince if that's possible. Uh, Tombstone, you're always welcome to call in. Uh, you might have to wait on hold a little bit till we finish our interviews. Hear from you. Uh, and um, no worries, so Otto. Yeah, and Otto yeah, next bye. week. Uh, Granny next week. Icon next week. We'll see all of you. And uh, another big show, another big Monday on this quarantine day. I don't even know what day, week. I think it's like week five or six at this point. So, anyways, guys, we will see you next week. I love you, Father. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.